0: All right, the Titans scored. They're kicking an extra point. If we miss the extra point, I am going to die, and I just want documentation that I am fully dead. And Bullock's kick is good by a hair. I'm
1: alive! Fat Randy.
0: Fat Randy. Fat Randy! Fat Randy!
1: Let's go! let's go
2: the following is a bearded broadcaster productions podcast hello everybody welcome to breakfast time with waffle and Richard as waffle is ready to go he's geared up after another week of football and folks it's uh it's been a week it has been a weekend. I have been stewing on my thoughts about the Clemson offense. Waffle has got thoughts on the Tennessee Titans after a crazy game in Seattle. And no, just thoughts all around about football and the world. We talked for a minute off camera about some of this stuff and off mic about some of this stuff. But Waffle man, how's it going?
0: I'm doing good. How are you?
2: Oh, I love the ASMR. We love it. Oh, we love it. Make sure to wear your headphones for this episode, folks.
0: Yeah. No, I, I'm doing good. Uh, a, a good weekend for the Sunday was really good. Obviously, it, I, we'll get into that later. But Sunday, Sunday was really good for the most part. Fantasy teams went did good. Titans, you know, big win. Can't wait to talk about that. Uh, Saturday, a much expected result, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll get into that here in just a second. So.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We'll get into that. I hope y'all had a good weekend. My fantasy team pulled out. I had Russell Wilson actually going against the Titans, and we'll talk about that later. That long touchdown pass they gave up. I was like, Thank you, thank you. Yeah. On the other end Waffle just yeah. screaming into the void until <laughs> the yeah. other end. But then yeah. once 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 the other afternoon games ended, I knew I was going to win. I was like, "All right, y'all can go win this game. I don't care." So, yeah.
0: you know, it 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 actually worked out perfect for both of us because I have Tyler Lockett in two of my leagues, <laughs> and Tyler Lockett went off for a hundred some odd yards with two touchdowns. So, I mean, I can't and the Titans won, so I can't I can't yeah. complain.
2: <laughs> Those solid weekend, solid weekend. Um, it's the fun digs that touchdown too for me, so that's big time for my team and for my fans' team. But we'll start with college football around the landscape we'll start first kind of the expected outcome we all saw but some highlights to talk about georgia rolls over south carolina 40 to 13 um jt daniels was back after an injury you know no question that he's going to be the starting quarterback probably for the dogs the rest of the way he looked good georgia rolls They got up quick got up early um luke Doty made an appearance in this game for south carolina because zeb Nolan went out with a hand injury he said he had a cut on his hand and just couldn't grip the ball which That's not a good injury to have at all, especially if you're a quarterback. But Luke Doty comes in, and, man, he got hit a lot, like he did last year against Georgia, kind of expected. But defensively, um, I did some things that worked well. Jalen Foster, the former Gardner-Webb running Bulldogs, has two picks, and he's looked very good this year. He's tied for the nation lead in picks now. Um, So that's got to be something that you love to see if you're a South Carolina fan. And also, hey, you did something that Clemson couldn't do. The first offense to score a touchdown against the Georgia Bulldogs defense again, probably again garbage time, whatever. I also yeah. had the amazing catch that man all over Sports Center, but hey, some good things to talk about though from the South Carolina team against Georgia.
0: Yeah, for sure, an expected outcome. I said it last week, and just you know, we we knew we were overmatched going into this game. Georgia is one of looking like they're going to be one of the best teams in the country. Their offense figured it out uh, last week against UAB. They came out, they had a field day against South Carolina for the majority of the game, uh, dropping 40 on us, beating us 40-13. to But definitely some positives to take away for South Carolina. There's no moral victories and I don't I don't like moral victories because at the end of the day we lost by 27. Covered yeah. the spread though. How about that? Yeah, hey, go. good teams cover <laughs> but, me. Good teams cover. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, JT Daniels back for Georgia, 23 of 31, 303 yards, three touchdowns and a pick for him. Uh a solid day back for sure. Uh but Georgia had a Georgia had a great day just in all facets of the game. But uh about Carolina, Zeb Nolan started out the game, and this is what I wanted to happen. Like I talked about it last week as well. Just with Doty coming out, like if he was not ready to go against ECU, I thought if you if you don't have to play him against Georgia, don't play him against Georgia because he's right. we knew he was going to be running for his life, and like just just save it. Uh, why why risk putting him in there in a game that we know we were pretty much going to lose? So Zeb Nolan comes out there. Gets stepped on, um, and then so uh, in comes Doty. So, you know what? It's here, let's let it happen. And Doty showed signs of you know some very good things, like some of his deep balls he threw were really nice. A uh, big fan of that. Obviously, he is a um, an athlete, but it's so hard to run on this Georgia defense, so right. But Doty finished 13 to 26, uh, 153 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. So, it's hard to your first sample size of him this year being against one of the best defenses in the nation. So we'll get a better assessment of Doty as we go on the weeks forward, especially this week against Kentucky. But uh, overall, South Carolina, I, had, I, was, I, I was impressed with some things. Josh Van, only Josh three receptions, good. but 128 yards and a touchdown. That was one of my big questions coming into the year. Who's going to step up at receiver for South Carolina? Because uh, as bad of a football team as South Carolina has been, they have really been blessed with a crop of great receivers in mm-hmm. Debo Samuel, Brian Edwards, and also um, Shy Smith. Yeah. All all local guys, all guys from South Carolina with Debo being from Chapman and Spartanburg, Brian Edwards being from Conway in the Myrtle Beach area, and uh, Shy Smith being from Union County, somebody who's really close to you, to, uh, you and I, Richard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was wondering who was going to step up because – Shy smith's gone now he was the catalyst of everything last year that if there was any bright spot it was most likely him and josh fan has really stepped up this year and he's played really well along with jalen brooks who made that fantastic grab yeah um that you saw in sports a in the little one-headed catch and just he's a guy that was transfer in from wingate who coming from a d2 school you know it's hard to have massive expectations like you don't expect him to come from a d2 school and then come into d1 and just be like oh my god he's gonna be like high
2: especially level. sec level correct well. yeah so. so
0: uh and he had a fair year last year didn't really do a whole lot but then this year he's uh, done a little bit better and to carry too still just hanging in there he's been through a lot moving from quarterback to receiver i know it's tough but i'm um, still getting it done but yeah south carolina a lot of good things to take away defense was uh decent in spots um Jalen Foster two picks can't say enough about him I've really been impressed with him like you said from from Gardner-Webb so uh dogs there and two picks for him there's a video that circulated around Twitter showing um, after another defensive back from South Carolina gave up a blown coverage touchdown yeah um, the guy from Carolina's got his hands on his hips you know body language and it's not not good Foster comes over takes his hands off his hips just kind of gives him a pat and it's like hey let's go and Jalen Foster put on Twitter, like, above uh, above all else, love each other. And that's the same stuff that Beamer has been harping on and harping on over and over again, just saying that it starts with when you're in a rebuild like this and when you're a new coach coming into a new team. You can't come in and you can't just demand, 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 and bark out orders. You can't just make it all about that. You have to get to know these players. You have to love them. You have to teach them to love each other, care about each other. And that's exactly what they're doing. And I just – I really don't think you can ask for any more. I think that South Carolina is set up for a bright um, future as long as Beamer's here. And I couldn't be more excited about it. And I can't go without mentioning uh, Beamer's press conference at the end of the game and a, a reporter asked him about um basically like what 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 was georgia um why was georgia's defense you know basically they just saying why was georgia's defense so good and beamer's just like well i mean they got five stars they got all these guys they're just a freaking good team like what what, what else you want me to say and um you know i i, I think beamer's are generally is just a very likable guy yeah and i like him a lot and i'm excited about what he's going to do uh but this game you know we expected this so nothing new we'll roll on to next week
2: yeah no like i said that'd be your clip also fresh to have some good honesty from some coaches especially after you know must champ kind of mess kind of walk around some subjects and stuff Um right. straight up honestly you know like the South Carolina's not in the place right now to go up against those teams right now and you know hopefully they can get to that place he's recruited well already while being there and so you know we'll see what happens in South Carolina um you know you know, I'm a Clemson fan, I do like Shane Beamer. I like him a whole lot more than Will Muschamp. Um, he just seems like a likable guy that, you know, you kind of do want to succeed. Of course, I want Clemson to beat him by 40, of course. Right. But, you know, likable guy and a guy that I think is going to, you know, at least change the culture first, because that's what you got to do first with this team. Yeah, And then hopefully, you know, the wins should come. And so, you know, I don't know how long it's going to be. I hope South Carolina is able to wait a little bit, because it might take a while, Yeah, but – you know maybe this year though if they can have a good year get some upsets and get to a bowl game you know maybe he's on the path of something great and like i said that defense i think is really good yeah but that that defensive line too that secondary has been very good uh, at times as well of course had some plays guys against georgia at times but of course it's a team like georgia you're going to give up some big plays on yep. offense um but yeah they responded well um couldn't get the rush game going, of course. That's what we yeah. talked about. Um, that's the yeah. only thing that I think would be the negative from that, and that's yeah.
0: probably why they struggled. Um, yeah, this so. offensive line's got does have some issues. So, and I, I, we have four running backs that I think are definitely capable of mm-hmm. being game changers. And we, if we can't block for them, then it's not gonna, there's gonna be so much weight on Doty's shoulders now going forward. So, uh, something about that's got to be done but once you know we get into these next four games these next four games are going to shape south carolina season kentucky mm-hmm. troy tennessee vanderbilt all games that i could see south carolina winning and i could also see them losing like it's, exactly. it's just going to go a long way so these next four uh four weeks are going to be huge for the season
2: yeah exactly and so gotta have that three-headed monster of white harris and lloyd gotta get more than 81 mm-hmm. yards total yeah um harris had it took a hair 16 carries to get 31 yards. Again, you're probably mm-hmm. not going up against D-line that good until you play Clemson again
1: yeah. at the
2: end of the year, but still very good team, and so you got to get mm-hmm. some of nice this wins. So, again, expected the outcome for South Carolina and Georgia. Second, mm-hmm. I move on to a big-time task against Kentucky. Now we'll look at the Clemson Tigers against Georgia Tech. And this game – Think took twenty three years off my life. Cause so if you don't know me again. Told y'all I was working at car. I worked at Carson Newman, grass assistant. We had a football game that started at one o'clock. We had a rain delay too. Um, didn't get home till about six thirty or seven, whatever. Well, Clemson started at three thirty, and I was like, okay, well, maybe I can get to see like the fourth quarter. And of course, maybe in the Clemson fan, I've seen the expectations. You know, maybe it's gonna be garbage time. I get to see some of these new kids play some. Well, I look at the game during our rain delay. We get our rain delay about the time they kick off. And I look, and Clemson is up 7-0 late in the first quarter. So, I'm like, okay, that took some time to get going. That's fine. That happens. Clemson does not play well in the first quarter. Uh, People forget that a lot. Clemson does not play well in the first quarter of games. It takes them a while to get going sometimes. Now, if they're playing like South Carolina State or somebody, they drop like 14, 20 in the first quarter. This one, they score 440 left. Will Shepley gets a touchdown, right? 7-0. Okay. I check again. Clemson's in the red zone in the second quarter. All right, I to make it fourteen nothing or ten nothing, and they decide to go for it on fourth down. All right, I like it. Like I like the aggressiveness.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And they call one of the most un uninspired plays to Will Shipley I've ever seen in my life. They um, let's see, what is that play called? I'm trying to find that exact play. Here you go. It's a thirteen play, forty three yard drive. They just forced a punt. And they call this little dump-off to Will Shipley. And Georgia Tech's right there. All right. Turn them on downs. They get a stop, and they get three and out. And then, of course, rain delay comes, two-hour-long rain delay. Come out, and they give up a field goal. It's 7-3 to three at halftime, quote-unquote. So, like, okay, ugly first half. Mm-hmm. I understand it. Georgia Tech's going to give them all you got. Georgia Tech's not a good team. I, I mm. stand by this. That Georgia Tech is not a good football team. No, they're not. Jordan Yates is a good quarterback, I think. This defense is bad at Georgia Tech. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe you got to get rolling. Nothing happens. Clemson gets back to the red zone in the third quarter. 7-3. 7-3 is the lead. And they try to run with DJ. And he fumbles it. All right, that's when I started getting frustrated. So I'm like, that's two times you've gone you could score. At least get a field goal, at least make it 13 to 7. Maybe feel mm-hmm. a little better. They force a point, then a good drive. 12 play, 66 six yard drive. Will shipley <laughs> scores again. It is 14 to 3, third quarter.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Or fourth quarter, excuse me. Yeah. You're looking great. Georgia Tech goes on a 16-play, 70-yard drive. that takes about seven minutes off the clock. Now, here's the thing, though. I can be mad about that, but Georgia Tech took so long to score and made it 14-6. But in the mm-hmm. back of my mind, I'm thinking, that's good defense. You, took, you made them shake up so much clock and use some timeouts. You've got a chance. Georgia Tech pulls off the perfect onside kick to Malachi Carter. Beautiful onside kick. a Joe Joe decides instead of falling on it, I'm going to punt it out of bounds. Yeah. You never do that on onside. You catch it and fall down. Yep. Dorsett gets it. Nine play, 51-yard drive. But Clemson's defense, I got to give it to him. James Scossie, he's the captain of that defense. He's been there for six years. They run that stupid little shovel pass that Pitt ran. Yep. About four years ago that they scored on all the time. Run it, stuffed two yard line. Nope. Clemson got the ball back. It's 14 to six. Georgia Tech has no timeouts. There are 25, there are 15 seconds left. Excuse me. Nope. Clemson at their own two yard line. Now Waffle. Off the top of your head, how many feet are in a yard? Three. Yeah. Three feet are in a yard. Waffle, do you know how tall DJ Uyungle is? Uh, six, five, six, six. He's 6'4. I'm going to give him 6'5. He looks bigger than that. But he's 6'5, 6'4, 240 pounds. So he's listed that on the Clemson website. Yep. Remember, all Clemson has to do, they don't even have to get a yard. They just have to get back to the yard line of scrimmage. Clock runs out, game's over. It's 14 6. Ugly win. We can we complain about the offense again, but it's still, I don't think we complain as much. Yeah. Clemson comes out there and tries to draw Georgia Tech offsides. Doesn't work. play a game. Now, this is on me. I thought it was a smart move at first. I'm like, oh, 10 second runoff. So then you can just run around for five seconds and throw it. You can't do that when the clock's not moving. I did not know that. So that's on me. Because that's what I thought they were doing. Like, oh, that's smart. Take a penalty. They can't call timeout. No one can call timeout. You just run around for five seconds in the end zone, then you fall down. It'd be 14 to 8, but it'd be like, okay, we won 14-8 all a dumb safety at the end. Yeah. So half of this is balls at the one. Again, you just have to get half a yard. If that, usually back to the last one, it was just don't get in the end zone. All
3: right.
2: Why is DJ Uyungle lining up in the pistol four yards deep in his own end zone? And then why is Will Shipley two yards behind him? DJ then snaps it, hands the ball off to a guy who's six yards deep in the end zone to get one. And he almost had it and then he fumbled it because, again, it's been raining all day. Falls on it in the end zone. That's a safety. Almost could have been a touchdown. Could have been a touchdown for Georgia Tech. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very close. Will Shipley smart to grab that ball. This is, and this is now Will Shipley. Mm-hmm. How do you not send your six foot four quarterback under center and just put four people behind him and push? Right. The Bush push is legal. It's not like you're going to get a penalty for it. Just get – I know y'all got some big fullbacks. You Do we not have the fridge package again? I, the defense was cramping up all afternoon in that second half. I get it. They're tired. They had to sit yeah. in the humidity for two hours and, and come back out and have a seven-minute drive. You're telling me you couldn't ask some extra offensive lineman, some extra tight end, hey, get in the backfield and just push DJ forward. Yeah. Can he not snap it from under center? That's the issue I'm seeing. And if yes. you can't do that, you can't succeed as a right. quarterback. Right. Cause they and it's not an issue of well, maybe it's because he's slower. No, Trevor Lawrence is the same thing and he's half the size and would get beat up, but he could die for for half a yard.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Deshaun Watson the same thing, and he's smaller in both of them. Yeah. Even Charlie Whitehurst did the same thing, and he's nowhere near the athlete these two guys are.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And like there's other things to talk about this offense that Needs to get working. The rush game needs to be better. Will Shipley was fine. You gotta be more inspired. I think getting it to your receivers. You gotta be able to get Justin Ross more. Um, Will Shipley again. He's not going to be a Travis Etienne, but he's good. I think. And now they've just come out and they've said he's going to be the starter for this week at NC State, which is I think the correct move.
0: Yeah, they should have done that a while ago.
2: Exactly. Um, and Kobe Pace is a solid running back too, but. I just got to get Tim too, but like, I don't know, but it's just like if you can't get under center and fall forward for half a yard, not even half a yard, just stay at the line. Literally, all you have to do is just stand up at the line of scrimmage and make sure that ball is not crossed the plane. As long as that happens, the game's over. And I don't, it's so uninspired. And again, James Scossie comes up clutch again, big hit on Jordan, forces Jordan Yates out of the pocket, big hit on Yates before he can lateral it comes in, recovers the fumble, wins the game. And again, wins a win. I know I'm sounding like a jaded Clemson fan. I listen. I've seen Clemson get their butt whooped before, plenty of times. I've been there for Tommy the Bowden years. But again, you Clemson fans, you can complain, even if you're older. You get you can complain about this because this is bad. This is a bad offense. And again, I'm not saying DJ Uiangale has to be Trevor Lawrence because he's not going to be. But. 18 of 25 for 126, and then eight rushes 46 yards. That, that's just bad. That is not what you should be doing against, again, Georgia, I expect it. Georgia's a good defense. Georgia might be the second-best defense in the country with Clemson, title Clemson for the best defense in the country. Georgia Tech gave up so much to Northern Illinois. Mm-hmm. Northern Illinois is an okay football team. Northern Illinois also gave up a bunch of yards to Wyoming, who is actually a good, pretty good team, and then got destroyed by Michigan, who may actually be a decent little team. And they got, when they got to Ross, Ross was effective. Seven catches for 61 yards. and Ngata only had two catches. Uh, Allen only had two catches. Ladson had one catch. Galloway had one catch. Taylor had one catch. You know they're going to focus on Ross because he's, be- he's one of the best wide receivers in the conference. And when that happens, you got to be able to move over to Ngata. Mm-hmm. I will say this about Georgia Tech. Jordan Yates looked, looked okay. 20 at 34, 203 yards, had that pick. Jameer Gibbs only had 30 yards rushing. Rush defense was fine. 95 <laughs> yards to hold Georgia Tech, who, again, again, you're used to the option and all that stuff. Dorsek still likes to run the ball a lot and go hurry up. Mm-hmm. To hold him under 100 yards rushing is really good. Yeah. But, man, but Kendall McGowan had 82 yards receiving. That's the Defense did fine. This is game is not on defense at all. I mean, Lamar Bentley had 13 tackles and a sack and two tackles for loss. Skowski had nine tackles. Booth had six tackles. Goodrich, six tackles. Brisee was all over the place and had a, sack, had a sack and a half. Ruke Orojuro, who's a guy that needs to step up, look good. Venables came up big. And Xavier Thomas was just plugging holes. But, man, you've got to get this going because there's going to be games like this in the ACC – the one I'm looking at is that Boston College game because Boston College, without Drakovic has gone back to the early 2000s Boston College without Matt Ryan, where we're going to run the ball and make you hate life for four quarters. You also have Pitt coming up. Pitt's got Kenny Pickett, and Kenny Pickett has looked really good this year, and they're going to try to score a lot, and they also have a good defense.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And then you also have Wake Forest and Sam Hartman. I know they haven't played a whole lot of good teams this year, Wake Forest has. That offense can move. And then at the end of the year, South Carolina with that secondary and that defensive line, they have looked good. So, you know, and and I'm going to compare it to Carson Newman's game this week. And Carson Newman played uh, Wingate, who who's number 16 in the nation, and held him to all field goals in the first half, 12 to three. But you're asking a lot of your defense if you can't make the offense moving because the offense just couldn't get moving for Carson Newman. They had a chance, you know, they were down 19 to three in the third quarter, had a chance to go score. You know, make it a, you know, at least – heck, they had a chance that they were gone for two, make an eight-point game, one yeah. possession game. And they just couldn't get anything going. it goes down scores a touchdown, puts it out of reach. And they had a fumble and a kickoff that put them at, like, the 14-yard line. it gets held to a field goal. But you can't ask your defense to do everything. Right. And at some point, that defense – and they look tired against Georgia Tech. At some point, they're going to run to a team that has a really good offense, like a pit. Like a Louisville, like a Wake Forest.
1: Yeah.
2: And heck, even this weekend, we'll talk a little bit about NC State this weekend because they got a pretty good quarterback that's going to just they're just going to do the things they need to do to win. And you're off and when you ask your offense, hey, you gotta go score, they're not gonna be able to. So I I don't know what needs to change. I think it's gotta be getting the run game more involved. I don't think you bench DJ because Tyson Pamachuk is a good quarterback. He's not the same kind of athlete. I don't think Hunter Helms is that athlete either. So I, I don't know who you. So it's looking at the quarterback. <clears throat> there's not a quarterback on the roster. I would sit there and go, yeah, I, I'd put him over to DJU because it really isn't. But you gotta get something going, and then of course now Linjay Dixon is transferring out mm-hmm. of the program, so he's done for the year. That's a run back gone. So, you know, you let uh, Chesma Luzzi walk last year. Yep who has had a fantastic year in Wisconsin so far. So, I don't know if that means you get Darren Rencher going more, who has been a solid back when he's come in. Yeah. And maybe Michael Dukes, you get him going a little bit. But, man, it's just frustrating. And, again, you know, it's kind of hard for me to complain after all the success Clemson's had or whatever. But it's just like, how does this – how? What happened in the past year? Because, again, DJ Yu, Yungle, First game as a starter, goes into Notre Dame Stadium, has the most passing yards ever
3: mm-hmm.
2: against Notre Dame. Notre Dame's been playing football since football was invented. Yeah. No one has done that. Think of all those quarterbacks who have gone into that stadium as an away quarterback and haven't done that. And this freshman from California does it. And now this year he's turned for 475 yards, a touchdown, and two picks. Has been sacked seven times. Grant, most of those came against Georgia. But something's got to happen because this offense, I think I looked at it, they have the least amount of explosive plays, plays of 20 yards or more in the nation. And they have led that category, I think, every year – or been the top five of that category every year since about 2014. Yeah. So, it's just frustrating. Um, I'm, I'm not putting the panic – full-on panic alarm yet on Clemson yet because I think the ACC is – the rest of the ACC is pretty bad. <laughs> um, but you never know what you're going to get with half these teams each week. Yeah. Like we don't know what you're going to get from Pitt. We'll talk about – we'll talk about them later. You don't know what you're going to get from Pitt each week. You don't know what you're going to get from Wake Forest. I don't know if they're good. They haven't played anybody good. Mm-hmm. Florida State's horrible. It's about the only team we know that's bad in the ACC. is Florida State and Syracuse that Clemson will play this year. And Duke. And Duke. And Duke. Clemson doesn't play them this year. But that's, that, those are the only three that you know that Duke, Florida State, and Syracuse are your bad teams. Right. Every other team could come out there and just be world beaters. And then if Clemson – like Clemson runs the table, gets the ACC championship game, Sam Howell looks a whole lot better than he did week one. Yeah. If Virginia somehow sneaks in, Brennan Armstrong is a very good quarterback. Yep. Virginia Tech holds on. They win that. I know they had a bad game against West Virginia. Braxton Burmeister is a lot Mm -hmm. better than when they played each other last year. Yeah. And even if Miami, for all the badness Miami's defense has, they still got the Eric King who can pull something out of his butt and make something happen. So, again, I don't know if it's a play-calling issue. I don't, it's, I don't know if it's a quarterback issue, if it's a running back issue. It's Something's going to happen. I get, this offensive line's young. I get that. But they got, you got to be able to develop these guys and be able quick or else someone's going to sneak up and bite you in the butt that when you least expect it, and then y'all got one loss, you get two, you're out of the playoff. Especially when you're in the ACC.
3: Yeah, for sure.
2: So yeah, that's just frustrations had to let out. <laughs> that's been stewing yeah. about three days. Yeah, I think after I think I was driving to the gym yesterday, I kind of practiced this in my head, like okay, yeah, was <laughs> making me mad about this Clemson team, but
0: right. Well, just, let me uh, let me get it on it. Let me get yeah. in from my, as yeah. an outside as an outsider. To, what's your perspective, Kyle? Kind of who, you know, uh, is a Carolina fan, but is not, you know, what whatever. Um, my my two biggest things about Clemson like okay, defense lights out. We mm-hmm. we knew it was gonna be great. They got everybody back, awesome, whatever. The, I I really don't know where like what's wrong. I like you said, I don't I don't know if it's play calling. Or or what? Because I mean it's like it's not like Clemson obviously they lost Trevor and they lost ETN. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not like this is not a rebuilt offense. No, no. Sure, you're sure your captain's different. Mm-hmm. The guy who's who's ultimately running the show is different, but it's like you said with the Notre Dame game last year. It's not like he has – it's not like, one, he hasn't played at all because he played a lot. Yeah. And, two, it wasn't even garbage time games. And, it and was freaking Notre Dame. That was a loss. But, I mean, yeah. the performance was there.
2: And also, like, to talk about the Notre Dame game, you're thinking, well, yeah, Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne didn't do anything in that game. He, Travis Etienne had, like, 23 yards that game. So, it's not like you can say, oh, we had Etienne to lean on. Etienne was a non-factor in that game. DJ Uwe, DJ Uwe Angela pulled that off himself, basically.
0: Right. So, we know that he's got it in him, and obviously we know that he is a freak athlete and got a cannon. But here's here's my second so – my first thing. I watched what I could of the game. Now, obviously with the Randal and stuff like that, I started watching other games. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. by the time they started playing again, I was more focused on Carolina than I was Clemson, but we had them both on. Were, did they ever – Take a shot down the field. Like, I'm talking, like, like deep. Because everything don't. I saw was a check down. And you can look at the five yards. He averaged five yards a pass. Mm-hmm. Completed 18 passes for 126. It's five yards a pass. Everything was a freaking check down. And I know that him and Ross haven't necessarily been on the same page. But I didn't see – in crunch time, I didn't see one deep shot.
2: I don't think they did. I can remember I- – was kind of in and out after that delay, of course, for a little bit, but yeah, they, yeah.
0: it's not even, it's longest, not even just, Justin Ross. Like we are, we, we know Justin Ross being back yeah. is huge and that he is amazing, but even Engada and and um, Ladson, all these guys, they mm-hmm. got like they're freak athletes and they should be able to, somebody should be yeah, able okay. to find themselves in the behind the uh, Georgia tech secondary. Absolutely.
2: I mean, the oh, longest my. pass they had was the Kobe pace. I believe that was on a little screen pass. He got 17 yards. But Ross had a 16 yard catch, and got had a 13 yard catch. That's those are yeah. the only three players I had in double digits. Yeah. For receiving yards, like in last year we saw it with uh, I mean Trevor Lawrence. They take a shot all the time with him. Usually it's like the first play of the game. They're like, we're gonna take a shot with Trevor just to test somebody. Right. And you know that I don't know if that has been like if they're worried about his arm because he took shots against Notre Dame
0: and yeah. it looked great. He
2: had that one to um I believe it was two in Gotta.
0: Yeah. That I was just a touch don't there. I don't I don't get it. Yeah. I don't understand that, and then. Going back to the play from the one yard line, like, come on, man, fall forward. Are you serious? You're going to line up in, uh, you're going to line up three yards deep in the end zone with your running back uh, six yards deep, and try that from the one yard line when you? That's yeah. so dumb. I yeah. don't, I don't understand that because if anything, I mean, you don't even have to put somebody behind DJ. Screw mm-hmm. that. Just Ball bunch, forward. bunch everybody up there exactly. and just say, look, we guys, we got one play. We don't we don't have to go anywhere. The only place we can't go is backwards. Yeah. And give me half a st- yard. Snap that ball, ball. And go right forward. That's all you gotta do. And that you that brings up a point that I've heard from others and you brought it up too. Can he take a snap under center? If not, we got bigger issues.
2: Mm -hmm. There's a big and Tony Elliott mentioned that in his press conference. He said, we gotta be able to take a snap under center. So I don't know if that means DJ you can't take one under center or they don't have a play call for him to take one under center. And that's the case. That's about I don't know what you do because you gotta take one under center, you know, because you got to at some point. At some points you got to when you got to get yard. They did the same thing against Florida State in 2014. Jameis Winston's out. Mm -hmm. And CJ Fuller's the running back. And they stick him behind um, – oh, Deshaun. Deshaun was still was starting at this point. They stick him behind Deshaun Watson. And all they have to do, get a yard, the game ends, we don't go to overtime, you upset Florida State. Because Florida State was really good. Yeah. And they do a little pitch out to C.J. Fuller. So, Clemson's done this before when they needed a yard. And C.J. Fuller uh infinitesimally fumbles the ball. But he would have been stopped for a four-yard loss anyway. Yeah. I don't know why they can't go under center. After that, Sean yeah. Watson went under center plenty of times and just fell forward.
0: I feel like that Clemson could have done a multitude of things that would have been better than just doing a straight handoff like that. Mm-hmm. Like you could have just got DJ even in the pistol three yards behind center and have him take the snap and then go forward. Exactly. In- instead cool. of could him be taking block, it, having to get it here. Just, I mean, God, like in terms of obviously what you want to do is go under center and you want to just yeah. power it straight up. Like if you have to snap it like that, just do straight QB power. bro. Yeah, just snap it to him and let him just go forward. Like, my God, fact, he's 6'4", want... 250, good God. He's not going to come down very easy, no. especially behind also, that offense Come on, They're going
2: to stand him up for a while. That's going to run clock at least. And if the referees are like, oh, he's out of the end zone, well, clock's yeah. going to keep running. George Set couldn't stop you.
0: Yeah. And then – the other thing, the 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 biggest thing that could have changed the entire landscape of the game, it was the fumble. Mm-hmm. And had Will Shipley not thought, oh my god, and hopped on Ball's that right thing,
2: here, dude,
0: That's are touchdown. you kidding me? You, and know, you gotta send
2: that tired defense. That freaking
0: that play. Now a lot of other things would have had to happen mm-hmm. if the fumble recovered by Georgia Tech touchdown two point conversion overtime tech somehow wins uh, that's going to be an all-time that thing would have lived in lore yeah. forever and ever and ever to the day that we died and our kids died and our grandkids died yep that would be an all-time blunder but it's it's crazy as someone he, whose father was so at the fumble
2: ruski game he yeah. was at this game too he would have seen two of the worst losses of all time in Clemson history if that would happen.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't have been good for Cool Breeze. The breeze yeah. would have been hot. <laughs> I tell you <would say> that.
2: <laughs> breeze would not have been happy. Breeze actually left the halftime because he's getting older, and two-hour rain delay was pouring, so he
0: got to watch from yeah, the cover. I can't say least, I blame. So. Him. Can't say. Yeah, I, blame I don't blame it at
2: all because I was watching it from my apartment. and I was
0: not happy. So, yeah.
2: But yeah, um, yeah. No, just frustrating game. Very frustrating. You know, Clemson always has one of these a year, though. So maybe this is their one. Get out of the way early. Maybe. But unlike other years, usually you come back the next week and you go off and you beat somebody by 72. I don't know if that's going to happen this year because I don't know if you can score 72 points. Um, scoring, <laughs> yeah, scoring 35 has been trouble, has been an issue at times, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think they're fine. I want to say they're fine. Now, if they go against NC State and just struggle again, that's when I'm going to get real worried because that's four weeks of season gone. Of looking at. So that's my rant this week. Um, we'll see what happens next week if I have another one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Against NC State. I hate NC State. That's just the one of those teams I hate. <laughs> and if they go off and lose to them, God, that's
0: they're they're just irrelevant
2: every year. That's, that's gonna hurt me, man. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll go through some of our games that we want to hit first. Um, we're gonna try we're trying to condense this a little bit. I know that trying rant is taking up some time. Yeah. We're probably gonna talk about nonsense for a while um yeah. we'll see um first of all i didn't put this on here but we talked about it all uh pitt lost to western michigan so pitt's beating clemson this
0: year yeah sorry to tennessee fans taylor my <laughs> boss i know you listen to this you said you want me to talk about tennessee uh sorry uh pitt losing to western michigan that really makes y'all's loss look even worse so i am sorry
2: yeah um so that means the super weapon's officially charging now they have new hampshire virginia tech and uh i can't remember who it is it's, it's, it's another conference game i uh, think george tech and before they play clemson so they're gonna go one and two down that stretch and then go yeah. off and beat clemson by 28 and uh um kenny Pickett's gonna get drafted by the bills and then for six interceptions in his first start oh wait that was mm. nick peterman same thing <laughs> happened <laughs> God, that was so. I was at that game, man. I saw Peterman become a legend, and then when the Bills drafted him, I was like, you know what? He looked pretty good against Clemson, and then, um, mm. yeah, James Connor looked good. So good for uh, good
0: for the Cardinals. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> um, we're gonna start in the FCS, and uh, oh boy, Presbyterian Blue Hose. Yeah. Yeah. Not not punning. Came to bite you in the butt this week. Uh, they yeah. lose to Campbell seventy-two yeah. to nothing. They don't even face the starting quarterback for Campbell. Wiley Hartley has to step in for six touchdown passes and 342 yards, school records.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Michael Jamerson has 22 carries for 101 yards and two touchdowns. Our poor Ren Heffley throws five picks, and um, Matthew Rivera for PC had seven catches for 100 yards, though. So hey, positives, hoes. There's some positives. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that was Penn first game as a D one opponent this year, so. <laughs> yeah um luckily luckily they play the pioneer league if you don't know the pioneer league has no scholarship so it's like d3 football basically yeah. there's some good teams in there and of course they start with defending conference champion dayton this week so that's awesome well we'll see <laughs> what they can do in conference play probably not going to be great
0: but hey we'll
2: update you the, the hefley for heisman train just
0: got a little bit knocked not, not <clears throat> derailed a little bit. It's yeah. it's it's not quite derailed, but you yeah. know any other team of 72 to nothing loss that would <laughs> derail you not for Presbyterian because it's Pioneer League football and we're just going to say that anything can happen. Here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: but it it is also somebody brought this up on Twitter. Presbyterian is going to be feast or famine and I think that's the absolute perfect way to describe this. Um, look at the look at their wins, 84 to 43, 68 to 3. And the loss, 72-0. So, literally, either <laughs> they are going to beat the dog crap out of you or they are going to lie down and die and say trample me for 60 minutes. <laughs> Listen, it gets you publicity, Presbyterian. That's all you really need at this level. So Yeah. And so. You, you, you're going to have the college football, not necessarily old heads, maybe just guys with common sense that are just going to be like, <laughs> if you go for it from – your own two yard line on fourth and 22 <laughs> you deserve to lose and listen, you know what i kind of agree <laughs> but listen when college if college football twitter likes you you're
2: you're set man yeah. you're set for life so college football <laughs> twitter is in love with the blue hose so we're good they're good to go i'm <laughs> um, gonna we'll roll through some of these games uh penn state and auburn penn state wins 28 to 20 uh sean clifford looks good man mm-hmm. he looks real good um And Penn State runs a no-huddle-type offense now, which is weird to see a team in the Big Ten that's not Ohio State do that. Yeah. And it's worked effectively. But Auburn, why did y'all not just run the ball Yeah, at the end? Tank Bigsby was going off. Yeah. And they just like, we're going to throw a fade to – someone said they were going to throw a fade to Giannis in the end zone for that uh, touchdown to tie it. Because that ball was 17 feet above everyone's head. and. That was rough, but I mean, good win for Penn State. Cool to see the wide out again. I don't know if Bo Nix is good still, and it's we've been talking about this for Who many knows? years now.
0: I know, I no <laughs> I
2: says, says, Oh, Bo Nix is going to get it together, and it's been the third year of Bo Nix, and we have no idea if he's good. Just interesting. Uh, Oklahoma beats Nebraska only 23 to 16. Um, another rough Nebraska. game for Spencer, Spencer Rattler. Um, maybe this is up means that week zero is a fluke for Nebraska. I don't know, but DJ Graham's interception uh,
0: completely unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, no, Let me just not. throw that out there. <laughs> I feel like I I, I don't want to be the buzzkill, but it's absolutely unnecessary. And I promise yeah. you, I didn't even look like watching the play like I was just so caught up in, oh my God, he made that catch. <laughs> and then I looked at the comments and people were like, you should have dropped it. You should have just dropped. We lost yardage because it, so I was like, you know what? You're not wrong. But look at that. Look at the interception. Like That's so cool. Uh, Listen, I'm one of those coaches. that Like this is why I couldn't be
2: a coach or a referee. Because like, not nah, that was cool, man. You got that. You're good to go. <laughs> yeah. Here's 20 extra yards. There you go.
0: The uh, the Oklahoma. I don't know if you heard it. The Oklahoma radio calls dope.
2: Oh, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's Gus so Johnson's good. call is good too. Uh, I well, mean so. yes. Amazing. Oklahoma so radio call is good. Spencer Rattler couldn't believe it either. Yeah. Um. Again, another sleepwalking game for Oklahoma, and there are yeah. two teams in the Big Twelve: West Virginia and Kansas State that might. Dang it, Shane Beamer, I don't want to hear you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but West Virginia and Kansas State, you know, might catch the Sooners napping. We'll have to see because the Huskers almost. Yeah, dead, so. they're
0: playing. Oklahoma's playing with fire for sure. Mm-hmm.
2: They're they're playing down a little bit. Uh, Cincinnati goes on the road and beats Indiana. 38-24. They're actually down 14 nothing in this game. Yeah. Um, come from it's behind. turned
0: into a shootout mm-hmm. at one point. And, man, Cincinnati,
2: we got to keep talking about them. They're ranked in the top ten. Uh, Rittler, mm-hmm. the quarterback, 210 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. That yeah. Defense looks really good, too. Again, Indiana, not as good as they were last year, but three picks for mm-hmm. the Bearcats. And now Cincinnati, they've got – a bye week, and they go to Notre Dame. Yeah, what could be a huge game for Cincinnati? Yeah.
3: So this uh,
0: this period in between, I think it's in between the third and the fourth quarter. I'm pretty sure it overlaps. But this sequence of events where uh, Cincinnati is down fourteen to ten, and they mm-hmm. go ten plays, seventy nine yards, and four and a half minutes for a touchdown. Indiana goes five plays, seventy five yards in a minute, fifty three seconds <laughs> for a touchdown. Cincinnati returns the kick for a touchdown. Indiana goes three minutes, gets a field goal. And then Cincinnati comes back out 75 yards and three and a half minutes, gets a touchdown. This game just got stupid. Oh, it got real I mean, dumb. Real so quick. dumb, real freaking quick, too. Yeah. And, and a then, fumble. Yeah. Punt, interception, touchdown,
2: downs, end of game. What? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wild.
2: Listen, our beloved Hoosiers aren't doing too hot, but guess what? They're always fun to watch. So yeah. I can enjoy them. So yeah, Cincinnati big time game next week.
3: Yeah,
2: against Notre Dame coming up, and Notre Dame's got a big game this weekend as well. Uh, Ohio State beats Tulsa forty-one to twenty, and this game was close for a yeah. while. And this is a, uh, uh, yeah, at the one point this game was thirteen to six at halftime, and Tulsa had a believe held a lead at one point, didn't they? yes yeah 14 13 lead in the third quarter and mm-hmm. um or excuse me no, no no they did not hold the lead sorry but 13 wow. 6 for a long time it was 20 to 13 late in the third quarter that's what it was mm-hmm. 20 to 13 late in the third quarter and then Ohio, and then 27 to 20 late in, in the fourth quarter um then the high state scores a touchdown gets a pick six that ends the game yeah um I heard rumors that C.J. Stroud might be getting benched, Mm. which is interesting to hear after his week one. um, Yeah. The running back for Ohio State won this game for him, though. Two and seven yards and three touchdowns for Henderson, Trayvon Henderson.
1: Yeah.
2: And Ohio State's kind of like, you know, like we think of Clemson, they can roll out whoever they want at times. Yeah. This Big Ten this year is really good. I don't think you
0: need to do that yet. Yeah, I agree. I mean, let let him go. Just don't yeah. <clears throat> don't pull the plug on him yet. Yeah. If this game says anything once again about Ohio State, is that their defense is suspect? Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing for Ohio State: you have
2: Akron next week. That should be an easy win. Yeah, Akron's horrible. You go to Rutgers, and Rutgers again. Rutgers is free and O. They got Michigan this week. We'll talk a little bit about that game. If Rutgers looks any kind of decent against Michigan. I'd kind of get a little more prepared if I was Ohio State. Yeah. Um, Then you got Maryland. to attack of Iloa. It's a pretty good quarterback. You go to Indiana. I know Michael Penix hasn't looked good at all this year, but it's going to be at home. There's going to be a lot of emotion in that game. It's a rivalry game. And then you've got to play Penn State at home. And the back half of the schedule is tough for Ohio State. You got Penn State, Michigan State, and Michigan all at the back half of this. Mm-hmm. And high state cannot slip up at all because again you have one loss too. So, yep. Interesting to see what develops in Columbus. Um, Fresno knocks off UCLA forty to thirty seven. No one saw this on the Pac twelve network. Um, <laughs> I saw the highlights though. Jake Hayner, our boy, yeah, died on the Rose Bowl field, but threw the game winning touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. Fresno's good. <laughs> Fresno is a yeah. very good team. Um yeah,
0: Fresno was very good. Three and one with their only loss being Oregon by um single digits. So
2: yeah, and um man, this game was wild toward the end. Uh I don't know if Dorian Thompson Robinson's good or not, though. 14 so, of 24, 278, and three touchdowns. It is not a lot, but
0: yeah, it's still, still effective. Like, he. He has to have probably you can't. Yeah. Uh, he he's got to have the most yards per pass attempt. He's got to man. Has to yeah. Uh, they they
2: held Zach Charbonnet in check. He still had two touchdowns, but only nineteen yards, so he didn't kill them.
0: Yeah, he and, only got or, six carries. Did he possibly get hurt? I mean, who knows? Because it he, was. And it says his status is active, so I don't. I, yeah. I don't know um, what his deal was. Another guy I need to look at: Ronnie
2: Rivers for Fresno State. First of all, great name. Uh, 21 carries, 136 yards, and two touchdowns. So the Bulldogs yeah. can run it too. Yeah, which is really good. But Jake Hainter, took a shot on a drive that made that gave yeah. him the first lead, has holding his side in between plays and gets mm-hmm. to get the ball down with 50 seconds left, scores another touchdown pass, is just holding his side and dying on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it pulls off that. That's a big he's cemented his legacy in Fresno for sure. Yeah, And this is a Fresno State team, you know, three and one. They've got a stretch. I'm going to include Wyoming in this because Wyoming's got a good offense. But they have to go to Wyoming. Nevada, who's got Carson Strong who's a good quarterback, go to San Diego State, and then host Boise State.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And then they got to play San Jose State on Thanksgiving. So it's a tough little stretch. But I think they could do they could do some damage. Like, avoid Utah State, who we talked about some. Yeah. Having a really good offense, too. So – Man, if we get that Utah State, uh, Fresno State, uh, Mountain West Championship game, though, yeah, it's going to be insane.
0: (laughs) Remember these names. I mean, obviously, Jake Hayner, we've said it over and over again. But remember his name, and remember either Jalen Cropper or Josh Kelly, wide receivers. Mm -hmm. And the reason – well, Cropper had 14 receptions, 141 yards and a touchdown, and Josh Kelly had eight receptions, 120 yards and – well, no touchdowns. But remember those names because Fresno State has produced – a pretty good quarterback-wide receiver duo NFL-wise. Mm-hmm. Remember these guys when Sundays come up, Jay Kaner and one of those guys because like they could end up being like Derek Carr and uh, Devontae Adams, who Devontae Adams is now arguably the best receiver in the league. And Derek mm-hmm. Carr, uh, I think Top for the most probably. part, has had up and down. But, I mean, obviously this year they look really good.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. he is. President State produces quarterbacks and receivers, and they yeah. – Looked very good this year. Um, West Virginia beats Virginia Tech 27-21. West Virginia tried to give this game away at the very end, and Virginia Tech just could not get into the end zone. Yep. It's kind of surprising to see yeah. uh, Braxton Burmeister's crew do that. But, man, this is a great win for Neil Brown at West Virginia because he had to rebuild a lot when he got there. And, yeah. you know, I don't think West Virginia is at the level they want to be. They lost to Maryland to start the year, of course. They got mm-hmm. Oklahoma this week. But, you know, that's a big – uh. That's a big time win for the Mountaineers, and I think they're going. To, I think they're going to make some noise. They're going to upset some people. I think this year in the Big Twelve.
0: Yeah, I'd like to see it happen. I always like West Virginia. They're only loss being to a Maryland team who uh, could free. end up being pretty good. If they are pretty good, that's obviously going to help West Virginia's case mm-hmm. um, for anything. But
2: yeah, that's a three and O West uh, Maryland team um, again yeah. after they played West Virginia. They played Howard and Illinois, but still mm-hmm. an undefeated Maryland team right now who has 10 yeah. State and then has to. Oh, God, whoever made Maryland's schedule hates them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They play Kent State, then they play Iowa, at Ohio Mm -hmm. State, at Minnesota, Indiana, Penn State, Mm -hmm. at Michigan State, Michigan, at Rutgers. Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. You've got four ranked teams right there, and you've got two of them at home, or five ranked teams, and you get two of them at home at least. Three of them at home. Okay, not as horrible, but still a lot in a row. So, (laughs) go Terps. Yes, sir. Um. BYU knocks off Arizona State 27-17. Now we got to start talking about the Cougs a little bit. They're going Mm -hmm. to the Big 12 in a couple of years and um, they're making some noise as an independent right now. Yeah. 3-0 and a lot of people thought they kind of slipped back a little bit after losing Zach Wilson but they've kept the ship steady and have had all three wins over the Pac-12. They still have to go to Utah State in October. That's going to be a crazy game. They yeah. host Boise, um, and then they host Virginia, and they go to USC. So, still four, I think, really big games. They also go to Washington State as another Power Five team. They should handle business, though, with how yeah. Washington State's looks. But, man, this is a pretty good BYU team that, you know, I don't know if, if they're going to get the same kind of treatment Notre Dame gets as an independent, but they've yeah. done their job so far. Um, Jaron Hall, 561 yards passing, seven touchdowns and two picks. And again, half these guys I say are like freshmen; they're actually like twenty, yeah, because they're Mormon they go on mission all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, so there, there's a little bit more, of course, of a uh, leadership right there. But yeah. they still have, again, they still have a nasty defense. Um, Keenan Pili has 31 tackles and one and a half sacks this year. So. This is still a good team. Yeah, out in Utah, the Storming Mormons are storming for sure.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, North Carolina and Virginia uh, turned Shoot, the defenses oh. off. My mm-hmm. goodness, this game was wild the entire mm-hmm. time. I watched most of this game until it kind of got pulled away for North Carolina. Yeah, um, Sam Howell uh, is back. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he is just fine. 14 to 21, 370 yards, five touchdowns and a pick. He also rushed for 112 yards. Mm-hmm. He's the first ever North Carolina quarterback to rush for 100 and throw for 300 in back-to-back weeks. Yeah, um Brennan Armstrong from Virginia. He's a kind of a name people have forgotten about. 554 yards passing, four touchdowns and a pick. Yeah, just really good. Also, Ty Chandler had 20 rushes for 198 yards and two touchdowns for mm-hmm. the Tar Heels. So.
0: Yeah, Virginia coming away with only twenty-four rushing yards. Yeah, is utterly ridiculous as well. Yeah, um, twenty-two carries. Now, eight of those were by Brennan Armstrong, so I'm sure they were sacks. Well, mm-hmm. the majority of them were sacks. I think North Carolina had. North Carolina had uh, three sacks. Well, they, so. North Carolina had three sacks, so uh, I'm sure a lot of those that he had eight carries for negative sixteen yards. So I'm sure a lot of the negative yardage came from sacks. But um, God, they no running game in Virginia. My goodness. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's going to be uh that's going to be a problem cuz they got to get those backs going to
0: yeah.
2: help Armstrong not throw it 54 times a game. Right. Especially against some of these teams. Yeah. And they face down the road. Um Michigan State beats Miami 38 to 17. Are we officially calling Miami dead? Yes. Yeah, they they're dead. They suck. I hate them. The defense is bad. Miami uh Michigan State has an offense. Yeah, Kenneth Walker, twenty-seven carries, one hundred and seventy-two yards. Uh, they got quarterback too. Watch out, Big Ten. Yep. So this is a team that um doesn't look bad. Peyton Ford, he's third for seven hundred twenty-six yards and nine touchdowns, no picks yeah. this year. Uh, I think.
0: Uh, I think a lot of people forget that Michigan State made the playoff. Mm-hmm. A Maybe. lot of people forget that, and yep. uh, they've been through some down years. But now, starting out three and especially yeah. with a rank a win over a ranked Miami team who uh, is probably not really as good as that ranking, but yeah. still.
2: So coming up, they have Nebraska, Western Kentucky, Rutgers, and Indiana before they play Michigan. So they could rattle off some wins here, getting some good standing for that Michigan game. And after that, they have Ohio State and Penn State to end the year. So yeah, Michigan state looking good also mel tucker coaching shorts i don't know if you saw that
0: he, uh, yeah we stay in our
2: king coaching in shorts we love that
0: <laughs> yeah. Thinking
2: of the pat smith pat fitzgerald uh, playbook all right shutting off the legs uh army beats uconn 52 to 21 uh that's all i need to know yeah UConn, i think we t- uh we talked about this off the pod before UConn has told their assistant coaches, they give them a six-month severance package and have said, yeah, you're not coming back next year. So um, if you're UConn assistant, why are you still there? <laughs> or why are you putting any effort into this?
0: Like, look, I, I know as a coach, you got to love you guys. And you'd like to be there for them. But even me, somebody who it, it has always kind of – been like that and like i feel mm-hmm. like in in a lot of situations like i try my hardest not to quit especially when you got other people who are with you or like or, or counting on you but like oh my god in this situation i really find it hard to believe that i'd be like yep i'm just gonna coach for the rest of the games i'm out <laughs> when your <laughs> school board
2: out. tells you hey guess what uh we don't want you back anymore yeah i would just be like all right cool uh, army and, by the way army does not pass we all know this Army threw three passes the entire game, completed all three of them for, for 107 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, dropped 52. Yeah, if Army's dropping 52 on you, you've done something wrong. Yeah. Also, but however, Tyler Pomachuk, the brother of Tyson Pomachuk, is the starting quarterback for UConn now. God bless him.
3: Get <laughs> he he two rush to touchdowns, die. though.
2: So, yeah. Um, I was looking at their depth chart. They released a depth chart for the game against Wyoming today. Of the mm-hmm. 56 listed players that are probably good, that could see some action, 42 of them are freshmen or sophomores. Sheesh. They are a young team that's going to get thrown into the fire mm. real quick this year with a coaching staff that probably does not care what happens to them.
0: Yeah. No, no shot they win a game. No shot. <laughs> they got Yale, man. They got no Yale shot. and UMass. Yeah. No Yale, shot. And UMass, Yale, UMass, and Vandy at one point. No shot. There's no shot. I think those games will be highly competitive uh, based on whatever your definition of competitive is. Yeah. yeah.
2: But I – no way. All right. No way. By the way, right now, those Vandy game, uh, the tickets are selling for $2. -hmm. Parking costs more for that game right now. (laughs) So, if you want to go to downtown Nashville and make a trip of it, you at least get to see downtown Nashville. But, Yeah. Yeah. Um, SMU beats Louisiana Tech 39, 37. Only reason this game's on here, crazy Hail Mary at the end for SMU.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: LaTeX does the one thing you never do, and that's tip the ball up. And mm-hmm. there's an SMU Mustang standing right there in the end zone, catches it, touchdown, Mustangs win. Yep. Horrible, horrible defense on yes. the Hail Mary by Louisiana Tech. Similar to what we saw. At jack say i missed this game completely i forgot to put this down it was one of the biggest games this weekend uh alabama and florida i don't know oh, why yeah. i didn't write this down uh bama survives they got up 21-3 and have to hold on um should bama be worried about that a little bit
0: i i don't know I, I i don't think it's i don't look at it more of as oh my god let me god well i'm, I'm beating around the bush and i know exactly what i'm trying to say i don't know what <laughs> i'm doing <laughs> I don't think Bama should be worried about this. I think it's more Florida looked a lot better than we thought they were going to look. Mm-hmm. Um, and Florida, I started slow and Alabama started out hot and it was 21 to three. And I, you know, if you follow me on Facebook, which you should do that, but because it's interesting, <laughs> especially on Sundays, um, but uh, you know, I was keeping up with it and I was tweeting, I was not tweeting, I was Facebooking out. Florida's done. Like, I think I, I thought they were done because I thought Florida was done when Alabama went out first play, first drive of the game, eight plays, touchdown. All right, Florida, you got to answer here. Florida gets all the way down there, has like a fourth and one from the three. Uh, and they don't go, they originally line up to go for it. And then Mullen hits the timeout. They send out the kicker and I said, all right, you lost. Yeah. You can't, you can't do that. And it's, you know, to be fair, to the point where it was 21-3, to three, I'm like, you can't do that. You're not going to mm-hmm. beat Alabama when you kick field goals like that. But Alabama cooled off. Bryce Young uh, started, you know, they started going three and out. I think that was – there was some kind of crazy stat. Shoot, I can't remember now, but it was something along the lines like that was Alabama's uh, hasn't gone three and out like that in a a stupid long time. Yeah. Uh, I think on back-to-back drives where they had gone three and out, they hadn't done that in years. But uh, Florida starts climbing back in, it, and then, oh, my God, we got a game. And it was a heck of a game. Such mm-hmm. a good game.
2: Yeah, toward the end, man, uh, Bama got a field goal at the end, make it 31-23, and then Florida gets a touchdown and misses two-point conversion. That would have tied it. Yeah. And then um, Bama has to punt it back to Florida. Florida gets time for one play, doesn't work for him, of course, and um, Bama holds on. So yeah, I think there's some concern. Uh, the slant pattern was working a little too well, I think, for Florida too. It gave Emory Jones some confidence. Who's yeah. starting for an injured Ant Johnson? Hopefully, Ant Johnson come back pretty good. Because mm-hmm. yeah. man, if they meet up again in this SEC title game, yeah, that's gonna be a re- and then he's healthy. It could be a really good game mm-hmm. between those two teams. Of course, Florida would have to get through with Georgia as well. Yeah, like that. Happens. This is
0: a. What would you rather see? Would you rather see an Alabama-Florida rematch, or would you want to see Alabama play Georgia? I kind of want to see Alabama-Georgia to see how Alabama does against that defense. Could there be some kind of stupid scenario where you get both?
2: I mean, yeah, getting a playoff. Yeah, one of those teams could be. Uh, like, say, hmm, it'd have to be where Georgia has. Yeah, because Georgia would have one loss. Florida, yeah, Florida would have to beat Georgia. Georgia misses the yeah, you know, Georgia misses the title game and then Georgia sneaks in.
0: Yeah, but Georgia sneaks in because of let's say Florida Oregon would factors. have two losses. Florida would have yeah. two losses and Bama. Florida would have two losses after the SC title game. Yeah. Well, and then, you, yeah, need and like, then you'd you need like kick them to, out, and yeah. then you'd have to have no Clemson. Know, let's just say, yeah, no Clemson something happens there. You'd have to have like Oregon probably lose yeah. on yeah. the then, Pack then then day. Big Ten
2: and like Big Ten, one of those teams goes undefeated, and then like Oklahoma goes undefeated. Yeah. And then you look and you have a bunch of two lost teams and then you just
0: look at Florida. So I'm not going to say it's going to happen because it's not going to happen, but if it does happen, you heard it here first. (laughs) So in November
2: toward Thanksgiving, when you start sweating (laughs) and realize this could happen, you're welcome. Yeah.
0: Place Um, the bets now. And if you win, (laughs) I demand a cut.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Um, We'll continue on. Wake Forest beats Florida State 35-14. Florida State is 0-3 for the first time since 1976. That was the first year Bobby Bowden was head coach.
3: Yikes.
2: Uh, I don't think Mike Norvell is going to be there as long as Bobby Bowden was No, I, as of they, right now.
0: Man, they, they, they can't figure it out. Ever since Bobby Bowden left, I And mean, obviously they had Jimbo. Mm-hmm. And he Jimbo, the SEC.
2: Jimbo, I think Jimbo knew something that we didn't know because he got out real quick. Before it all fell apart, yeah. Because Jimbo still had a decent little team, yeah. The last year he was there, I think they went like nine and three, ten and two. They were second. They were second to Clemson in the Atlantic, and they were pretty decent. They gave Clemson a good game that year, yeah. So,
0: and, and this is this is not me being an SEC homer because I try my hardest not to be, even if I might be a little bit. But there's not many coaches in the uh in the NCAA that. When they're have the opportunity to go to any SEC school for an extended period of time, it's not a big contract like that. They're going to say, "Nah, I'll stay yeah. here." They're yeah. going to go unless you're Dabo. Yeah, pretty much. Like I mean, unless I think you're a guy it, who's going to be there forever. Yeah, like a Dabo probably is. Unless it's like, oh, Nick Saban suddenly retires and Alabama's just like, "Hey, yeah. Dabo, you want to come that's, over here? That's the, we'll, that's the we'll old. We'll pay job. you a hundred million dollars over six years. <laughs> He'd be stupid not to go." <laughs> Uh, is with that I'm being bring all my own water. guts
2: to Tuscaloosa, baby. Yeah, but he's
0: he's <laughs> gonna be the only one. Like, I don't think see, um, I have, my conspiracy
2: theory is of this Dabo, all of his kids are playing at Clemson right now, except he's got one still at Daniel. Yeah, I'm telling you, Saban's gonna wait till that kid gets graduated now at Clemson because there's yeah. nothing holding you back there now, right? I'm, I'm that's my conspiracy theory is they're gonna wait till then, unless Dabo just falls off a cliff and they yeah. are horrible or something bad happens.
0: Yeah. Well look at the other schools like other big schools like Ohio State. Look at Ryan Day. You mm-hmm. don't think he'd be clamoring for an opportunity for a, a massive contract in SEC or Matt, like Mario Matt, Cristobal.
2: Matt, Matt Campbell yeah. has done great at Iowa State and you know dang well he's gonna jump ship yeah. at some point if some real big school like
1: no C
2: offers him or something. Right. So yeah. Um so yeah, speaking of the SEC, uh, Memphis knocks off Mississippi State 31-29. Crazy game. The punt return touchdown for Memphis. Mm. I don't know what happened here. So, apparently, if you missed it, there's a punt return. Mississippi State's punting. And this kind of iced the game for Memphis. Put Memphis up by two scores. Mississippi State goes to down the ball. And they kind of touch it, but they don't really grab and pick it up yeah this and so the Memphis and now the referee is waving his arm but he never blows his whistle and Memphis player picks up runs all the way for a touchdown now here's another thing I don't know if you saw this Memphis had two number fours on the field at the same time
0: oh no I missed yeah, the that the punt return was wearing number
2: four and then one of the blockers was wearing number four
0: uh-huh. well
2: that's illegal <laughs> uh, yeah for sure And so Memphis got away with a whole lot.
0: That's the most Memphis thing I've ever heard in my life, though. (laughs) I just don't – I don't get – like, and there's another thing that we'll talk about with the Titans when we talk NFL. But I don't – is this like a gray area? Like, what – okay, so what is the (laughs) definition? Because I feel like I've been lied to all my life. Because upon – when the first time I watched it, Malik was like, bro, you got to watch this play. Mm -hmm. And I watched it, and – it hits at, like, the three. Mississippi State guy touches it there, but it's it's yeah. not, like, stop. The ball's still moving. So, I mean, whatever. Comes forward. Ball comes to a dead stop after Mississippi State players corral yeah. it, and they don't necessarily, like
2: – Touch it. They just kind of walk around.
0: The they don't, like, grab the ball, but it comes to a stop, and it's obviously touching Mississippi State players. I feel like every every other scenario I've ever seen in my life, like, yep, down right here. My question
2: and, is, why is the referee not blowing his whistle? <laughs> yeah,
0: he and threw like, the and thing, we, the market, and then we, we've his seen we've seen stupid putt returns before, but they've been ones that the the ball was not like fully like, stopped. Like, and, like North Texas, like,
2: Arkansas, a few years ago. Yeah, North Texas,
0: the guy never called fair catch. Yeah. That makes sense. You never call yeah. fair catch. A or like you see sometimes where the punt will hit the ground and come to a complete stop, but nobody touches it. Mm-hmm.
1: This is all on. you have
0: to do just is touch it, it, and it's down, and nobody touches it, and then somebody picks up and they're running in. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, that's on you, bro. But, like, this was touched at least three times mm-hmm. and came to a stop, and then next thing you know, Memphis is in the end zone and the play still going, and they're just like, yep, touchdown. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I'd have been living if I was Mike Leach. I'd have, I'd have got, <laughs> I got thrown out of the game.
2: No, that is wild. But Memphis knocks off Mississippi State. Memphis always a good team. Um, And they held Mississippi State in check. By the way, Will Rogers threw 67 passes in this game. Stop. <laughs> That's yeah, obscene. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot. I hate this. I hate the air raid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Yeah. Um, San Diego State beats Utah 33-31, two overtimes. They go to the shootout. Yeah. Two-point shootout. That was pretty cool to see. San Diego State play works. Utah almost had it work, but but it was ruled incomplete. Very close play. Um, Watch out for the Aztecs. Yeah. And uh, the Mountain West, always a good team. I feel like they sneakily have a really good team. They sneakily have a really good running back. And Cameron Bell had 33 carries for 119 yards, two touchdowns. So, yeah. They've – like I said, Mountain West is, I think, a, Mountain West is a pretty good conference this year, I think. And, um...
0: Yeah, it seems like they got some uh, got some uh good teams.
2: Yeah, and so San Diego State's got Towson, New Mexico, and they got to play San Jose State after that on a Friday, I believe. So that's coming up for the Aztecs. And then finally, this game I just want to talk about because of the stat here. Northern Arizona beats Arizona 21-19. That's ugly enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I put in the notes, uh... Waffled Arizona is nine for forty-five on third down conversions this year. That's so bad. Yeah, that they are averaging about every five third downs. Yeah. They're not they're going they are not going to get they're going to get one.
0: I wanna know what their average uh third down to go is, like how many yards they average on third down to go. Man, I, I bet it's something stupid. Like they're they're probably averaging like 789 yards mm-hmm. to go on third down. I bet it's I bet it's bad.
2: What's bad about this is that Arizona was up 13 to 7 at halftime. They were up 10 nothing at the end of the first quarter. Yeah. And they let it fall apart. Um
0: they so Arizona's bad.
2: got Oregon next, by the way.
0: So dumb. Yeah. Arizona yeah. sucks. Arizona's a
2: bad bad team. So that's going to do it for college football week 3 and now we'll look at college football week four we'll start off with the clemson tigers in the nc state wolf pack clemson picked to win by 10 and a half of course according to the massey index clemson only picked to win by three and a half on the road in raleigh this is a place clemson struggled at over the past few years it's just a tough environment to play in nc state always gets up with this rivalry game uh clemson's had one six straight uh it was kind of a funny tweet some NC State account said, you know, the last six years have decided who w- have decided who wins the ACC championship in this game. So, he- he's not wrong, <laughs> but I would say he's right. Uh, this is Technically,
0: you're onto something, but not really. I mean.
2: <laughs> um, this is an NC State offense led by Devin Leary at quarterback. 794 yards, six touchdowns and two picks. Um, they got a good little rushing game with night going on there they've been able to balance it more which i feel like we haven't seen from nc state in a while this is a was you know known for passing it more now they've kind of balanced it out um but they didn't look good against mississippi state earlier in the year again on the road that's a tough environment to play in leary still had 303 passing yards and a touchdown but also for a pick that game went back and forth for a bit before Mississippi State kind of pulled ahead. It was 24 to 3 late NC State scored toward the end to make it a little more interesting. So I'm kind of unsure what to think about this game. It's like we talked about the Clemson offense. They like, gotta get going. Clemson's appreciate to win this game. I think Clemson's gonna mix it up some this week in practice. Mm-hmm. Will Shipley is, of course, now the starting running back, which is exactly what you wanted to see. Um maybe he gets more carries this week. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Clemson can do in a tough environment against a team that usually gives them trouble. I think, though, Clemson defense is going to make the difference. I think they're going to slow down Leary because if the NC State defense couldn't – or if NC State couldn't stop – couldn't do anything against Mississippi State's defense, I don't think they're going to do that well against Clemson. So, I think Clemson should win this game. I think it's going to be close. For a mm-hmm. while, though, maybe Clemson pulls away, hopefully they get maybe they get like a pick six, get some easy field position. I just hope the offense does something this week, <laughs> yeah this is this is the game where NC State was a lot of people's pick to be second in the Atlantic, um and especially with Phil Dracovic out now for Boston yeah. College that's um that could happen so and this is a good uh, NC state defense allowing ten points a game. They slowed down Mississippi State pretty well for the most part. And then, of course, shut out win over Furman. Or, excuse me, 45-7 <laughs> win over Furman and shut out USF. So, yeah. only allowed 17 points this year. Or, only allowed um 31 points this year. Mm-hmm. So, again, sample size small, not a lot of teams. But don't underestimate this NC State team, especially on the road. That's what's at 330 on ESPN. Yeah. Again, should win, but it's – I feel like I'm going to say that a lot this year. Clemson should win, but right. here's what could happen, so. Yeah. We'll have to see. And now, let me go to the SEC. This is a little bit of a rivalry that has grown up the past few years. It is South Carolina and Kentucky in Columbia. Whack. South, Whack. South Carolina um, picked, to, picked to lose by five, according to ESPN in Vegas, but the Massey rating gives the Gamecocks an edge. Three-point edge against the Wildcats. Waffle, are your faults as the Gamecocks get ready for this game? FPI, however, does give the Gamecocks a predicted win over Kentucky in this one. That's at 7 o'clock on ESPN2 on Saturday.
0: I'm going to start this out by saying I hate <laughs> Kentucky <laughs> so much. So much. This <laughs> is a game that is – it doesn't matter what year it is. This game sucks. <laughs> it's always a freaking dogfight, with the exception of 2011, Carolina won 54-3, and then last year Kentucky blew the doors off of us because we were absolutely awful. Um, and, but pretty much every other matchup since, like, 2007 is within one or two scores. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's a one-score game, and it's just annoying. And coming through the years where South Carolina was good, 08 to 2013, still Kentucky ruined it. In 2010, <laughs> we just uh, come off beating. Oh, God. Give, give me two seconds. Give me two right, seconds. Cause now I'm right. freaking, now I got a dang. I got to <laughs> go look at this. Um,
2: you know, Kentucky's right. going to run the ball, by the way, for the thing. If it's yeah. Chris Rodriguez, only 7 yards, four <laughs> touchdowns. They're averaging 195 yards rushing. They've thrown a lot more with right. Levis at quarterback, but he still has four picks this year. Yeah. And they only beat Chattanooga 28-23. Again, that's a good Chattanooga team at AFCS, yeah. but only a 28-23 win over the Mocs and a seven-point win over Missouri, in which they fumbled
0: two touchdowns in the end zone. Yeah. All right, turn back the clock, 2010. South Carolina, Spurrier's been here five years.
1: Yeah, starting to yeah, start definitely. starting
0: to put it together. We beat Southern Mississippi. We beat Georgia seventeen to six. Marcus Lattimore, hundred eighty two yards. This is his freshman year. Um, freaking Furman, we take care of them. We go to Auburn with Cam Newton. We lose by eight on the road. Uh, obviously, we know how good Auburn ended up being that year. They won the national title game, but. Um, And then we host number one, Alabama, and we freaking beat them, 35-21. to 21. That's the last time Alabama's lost to an SEC East opponent, and I am going to beat that dead horse until it dies. <laughs> you can't tell me otherwise. I don't care. They always want to bring that up, like with the Florida game on Saturday. They're just like, yeah, Alabama's all-time – or Nick Saban's record against the SEC East is like something ungodly, <laughs> and three losses. Yeah. The last and I'm loss just like, I'm Tennessee just like, guys. hey, uh, you know, the last time we lost to an SEC East team, you know who that was? <laughs> and you know, because I'm a degenerate and so, <laughs> like Steven Garcia, <laughs> yeah, right? Like like the quarterback who took him down. But um, anyway, we beat Alabama. We're four and one. We just beat the number one team in the country. Oh my gosh, the energy is unmatched we go to kentucky and lose <laughs> 31 to 28 because that's of course of course we do go to kentucky and lose we blow it we're up uh i think we're up 28 to 10 at halftime if i'm remembering correctly yeah something like that um yeah 28 to 10 at halftime i think we gave up a let's see uh yeah we gave up a field goal right uh right before halftime and i remember my dad looking at me and saying ah that field goal was big (laughs) and i'm just like you know dad we're up 28 to 10 at halftime this is kentucky dad what are they gonna do throw a wide open touchdown to randall cobb to win the game That's exactly what they did. (laughs) And they got the two-point conversion as well to go up 31-28. to Guess who got that? Randall Cobb. And then South Carolina comes out there, throws a Hail Mary at the end of the game. And I'm going to stand by this. I'm sorry. I'm I'm going off on it. I'm not even talking about (laughs) Carolina this Saturday. But Garcia, Drunkcia, whatever you want to call him, (laughs) legend, uh, throws – a ball – it's a bad ball to deal more. But if he hits D.O. Moore on the outside, I think we might be talking about the improbable Garcia throw to win the game against <laughs> Kentucky. But that's a different story. All right, the the point of all this is Kentucky is a thorn in my side. <laughs> and they annoy the piss out of me, and I cannot stand them. All right. South Carolina has beaten Kentucky once since 2013. That just hurts my soul to say it's – oh, God, it just – oh, it makes me so mad. Um, but anyway, so this game is going to be annoying. Who knows what's going to happen. Uh, it's definitely not going to be a blowout. Definitely not Carolina's way. That's just not how these things go. Um, I don't know. I, I really think Carolina's going to have a tough time. Uh, we're, we're basically really going to see what Carolina's made of. Like, this is good. This is perfect. It's at home. It's a night game at 7. You know that place is going to be freaking rocking. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing that has nothing to do with South Carolina playing, if South Carolina comes out in these all-black uniforms and they black it out, we're going to lose. <laughs> if we have a blackout, we are going to get murdered in williams Price. <laughs> because all I can think about is when we did it uh, three, four years ago, Coming into this game, same same kind of scenario. It's where the SEC Nation's going in the morning mm-hmm. for their show. They're hyping this game up because both teams, it's early. Both teams are looking like they could possibly do something. Who knows? They hyped it up. Carolina's like, yeah, let's black it out. And we come out first play of the game. Debo Samuel, slant route, touchdown. The uh, place is nuts. Probably the one of the loudest moments in that stadium's history. And then we freaking don't score another touchdown, and we lose. Debo Samuel also breaks his leg. Mm, So, like, please, if we wear these black uniforms and we try to black it out against Kentucky, I am going – I'm not going to watch – that's a lie. I am going to watch the game. I'm going to watch us get murdered. That's just what's going to (laughs) happen. I think is going to have a tough time. Uh, Kentucky, I think, is a team that a lot of people are kind of expecting to finish third in the SEC. East. Yeah. Um, they're expected to finish right there behind Georgia and Florida. So, I mean, this would be a huge win for South Carolina if they can get it. Um, but I mean the signs are pointing for it to be a good night. It's gonna be loud, it's gonna be rocking. Uh Doty hopefully uh, go ahead and give Doty the start. Let's get him in there and let's see if we can get something rolling. Hopefully, the offensive line, South Carolina's offensive line has got to step it up. We gotta have some sort of running game to win this game. Mm-hmm. It can't, we can't put everything on Doty in this game. We're gonna to have to have a running game. We got to be able to help our defense out, who I think is good and I think should have a decent game. So um, we'll see how it goes.
2: It's a good thing this game is in Columbia because South Carolina uh, won the last time these two teams played in Columbia 24-7 in 2019. Uh, South Carolina has not won in Lexington, Kentucky since 2012. Yeah. and won 38-17 of the Wildcats, so that has been a struggle. This game has come out of nowhere and been a struggle because South Carolina used to dominate this series for a while before Kentucky just kind of took over. So, yeah. Always a fun game. Always a stressful game, I know, for South Carolina fans is this How one. I you know
0: your football program sucks when you get nervous and stressed out over the Kentucky <laughs> game every freaking year.
2: <laughs> yeah, that – it reminds me kind of of uh, Clemson when they play like Boston College or NC State, actually. So, I think we have the two most stressful <laughs> games for our teams we this go. week. Yeah. So, <laughs> we'll see what happens there. We'll go through this preview for week four on Friday. You have Wake Forest at Virginia. All right. We're going to see if Wake Forest can knock off a pretty good team. And this there will probably be a ton of points in this game, too. Yeah. Um, Because these offenses are very good. Both have very good quarterbacks, Sam Hartman and Brent Armstrong. Just see what the Deacons do on Saturday. Oh, yeah, start off noon. Georgia and Vandy, baby. Oh, it's going to be bad. Yeah, JT Daniels is going to have a field day. Vandy's going to get some sunshine and fresh air.
1: Have good for them. Yeah. good, it's good for
0: them. Yeah. a a steady dose of vitamin D. That's all they need. Exactly. They're, um, just, okay. they're just growing boys. They're just children. Like, please, <laughs> somebody help them.
2: Yeah. Um, this game we talked about off air, Boise State and Utah State are playing at noon on CBS. Now, that's noon Eastern, that is 10 a.m. in Logan, Utah. I don't know why this game is kicking off at 10 a.m. in Logan, Utah, but I respect it. I wonder who's calling this game. Well, if it's Tony Romo, and Jim Nance, <laughs> <laughs> that'd, be amazing. that'd be
0: amazing. If I wake up, well, I'm actually gonna be at work. Shoot. Well, yeah. no, no. Is it 12 Eastern time? Sorry, I'm stupid. I'm getting my freaking <laughs> times messed up. If I okay, no, still I'll still be coming off for work. But if I cut this game on and I and Eagle's voice somehow <laughs> just graces my TV, I'm watching, I'm watching every minute of this game. Absolutely. I can imagine him just being like, Good morning from Sunny Logan, Utah.
2: Let's go. I really want that to happen now. Oh, please. Um, <laughs> uh, your college game day game is at noon on Big Noon Saturday. Notre Dame and Wisconsin from Soldier Field in Chicago. That's going to be uh,
0: old... I didn't even know that's where game day was going. I never even heard where it was yeah, going. Yeah. I, I
2: honestly thought nice. this game was in Green Bay, actually. But I guess – I think it was supposed to be last year. And then, of course, COVID canceled it. So I
0: really like it when game day – Obviously, game day is normally going to be your prime time, but I when the game day game is at noon, that's always and really just cool. rolls over. To, yeah, yeah, that's really cool. That's always really cool.
2: Yeah, um, this would be a fun game. Good defensive battle, I think. Wisconsin trying to get back on track. Of course, they have a loss to Penn State earlier. Wisconsin wearing the special uh, Wisconsin forever or Wisconsin forward uniforms. Those looked dope. Notre Dame just unveiled their shamrock series. This is what's considered uh, uniforms. Pretty dope. Um, they got yeah. the Chicago flag on the back of their uh helmets, which is kind of cool. Um that, of course, Notre Dame is pretty close to Chicago, so it's pretty cool for them. Uh, Texas Tech and Texas play at noon. All I can think of is Michael Crabtree. Hmm, yeah. Um, just a great ending to the game.
0: Uh, Musburger, Crabtree, pulls free. I love that call.
2: That's Gosh, such a good the, call. One of, the, one of the best calls, best games I've ever seen. Yeah. What a game. Graham, um, the legend
0: of Graham Harrell, man. He was mm-hmm. unreal
2: absolutely and then texas of course almost 10 years to the day pulls off almost the exact same play mm-hmm. later which is why in like 2019 i believe or so or 2018 yeah. that was wild um so yeah th- always a fun rivalry no matter yeah. what the record is um umass goes the coastal murder yeah yeah the uh the green chickens are gonna have some fun show him now arkansas you're feeling pretty confident Feeling great about your life, yeah. Guess what? You got to play Texas A&M at uh, Cowboy Stadium, and that never works
0: out for you. This is going to be interesting. Like we're yeah. we're obviously we're really going to see if Arkansas is uh, going to put up or they're going to shut up because yeah. this is this is going to be tough. Texas A&M's defense is wow. Uh yeah, no offense boring, offense is kind of eh, but
2: we'll yeah, see. Offense has been kind of slow to get going. They're the same Jimbo Fisher team every year. They're the most boring team of all time. They're not going to be flashy. They're going to beat you, but they're not going to be flashy while they do it. Right. They're just going to beat you, and so
0: unless they play LSU and go into twenty-five overtimes, yeah. Overtime. yeah. <laughs>
2: now that, that's the one time I think Jimbo Fisher's teams had a pulse at fixed and them on offense. Yeah. So. But yeah, that's going to be an interesting game. See if Arkansas is the real deal or not. Uh, Rutgers is at Michigan. Both teams are three and O. Rutgers' offense has looked pretty good. Michigan, of course, has that run game that's looked great. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be an interesting one, I think. I think Michigan's gonna probably win this one pretty good. Um, but man, this we'll see if Rutgers is a real deal too, because yeah. I'll be interested to see what the Scarlet Knights can do. Plus, it'd just be funny if Rutgers beats Michigan. In the big yeah, house.
0: I would love to see Scarlet Knights walk into the big house and then walk out with a win. Yeah,
2: and then they play Ohio State in a couple of weeks too. So that'd be even funnier if they could win that <laughs> one. <laughs> Rutgers Dude.
0: What if Ruggers wins the Big Ten this year? (laughs) Just Ruggers wins the
2: CFP. Let's go. I'm all in. (laughs) (laughs) Please. Um, Louisville is at Florida State. Uh, Malik Williams should have fun. Sure. Florida Um, State, thanks for getting some sun. (laughs) Get some fresh air and sunshine. Vitamin D for everybody. Yep. Uh, Wyoming is at UConn. Wyoming is averaging about 40 points a game.
0: They're going to hit vitamin the first D half. for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks for coming out, Yukon. And I all. Mean, this, the spread is only,
2: only 29 and a half.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, they're not um, going to win a game, they're not
0: <laughs> going to win a game
2: uh actually wyoming's averaging 38 points a game uconn is averaging 12.3 points a game uconn has an extra game on everybody by the way because they play that extra week mm-hmm. so that makes they it worse
0: 200 yards of offense a game <laughs> they have an extra week <laughs> old miss almost got that saturday
2: <laughs> yeah that's gonna be ugly um another great just just great game Great battle. Kansas and Duke. This is not basketball. We wish it
0: was. We do wish it was.
2: Uh, i tickets are only $15 for this game, by the way. I'm just saying. If y'all want to go, uh, Duke has picked to win this game by 16. I feel like Duke's gonna mess around somehow make that closer. Because they're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, no doubt. Yeah. The, the
0: I don't know. This will be a it'll be again, like we said, Bob and D for everybody. Duke is such, like, and I, I think I said it last week, and I like using this word because it makes you feel smart, but Duke is an anomaly, like, literally, <laughs> because Duke sucks. Duke is so bad, but they literally have one of the best running backs in the conference. I know. And that's where the, all those all 16 of those points in that spread, they're all coming <laughs> from Mateo Durant.
2: Yeah, he's going to rush for 400 yards and, like, four touchdowns, and they're going to win, and they're going to lose by three or win by eight. There's no in-between. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I could have it against Northwestern last
0: week. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um Northwestern must be awful. <laughs> I mentioned that too, I guess. So.
1: They're uh, so up
0: and down. <laughs> Northwestern like one year is like, "Oh my gosh, they're really good." They're they're such they're the, they're the hottest and coldest team I've ever seen in my mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Northwestern one year. Oh yeah, 10 and 2. Next year 11-11. They freaking they're so oh god, they're so. Yeah. Um UCLA goes to Stanford. I still don't know if Stanford's good. I still don't really know if uh, – Because
2: they laid that egg against Kansas State. They yeah. the, they roll over USC, and
0: USC scored to make it late, and then they roll over Vanderbilt. <laughs> on, which, the, on, the, on the latest episode of is Stanford good or is Dorian Thompson Robinson good? <laughs> I know. We're going to find out. When, Maybe we're, we're going to find out the answer to one of those questions this week.
2: Yeah, um, that's on the Pac-12 network, so you won't get to see it. Sorry. Um,
0: God, put that network on YouTube TV, please. Just something. I, how? I just don't understand. I, had to, I please, if anybody on the West Coast hears this, somebody's got to reach out to me and be like, is it just like on TV there?
1: Yeah.
0: Because, like, uh, how do do, 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 you, know do this. you not get the SEC network, but you get the Pac-12 network? Which I'm sorry if <laughs> that happens. That sucks. But uh, what?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I have several questions about the way that operates. Um yeah. Tennessee goes to Florida, seven o'clock on ESPN. Tennessee has not won the swamp in a long time. I think it was two thousand five is the last time they won in Gainesville.
0: No.
2: Um of course they they won that game a few years ago. Um I was going to – was that against Georgia? They threw the Hell Mayor or Jones? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, that's a
0: good story. Like, Yeah, Florida threw
2: the Hail Mary against them. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Felipe that's, Frank's yeah. off his
0: back foot. Chuck <laughs> I man, had no business throwing that ball the, and it, worked. it <laughs> the worked. Tennessee safety is just like, yeah, you can get behind me. I mean, uh, whatever. It's oh, all we're yours. still playing? <laughs> yeah, God. That, But, see, having having said that, Tennessee and Florida, uh, this this series has been – lopsided it's entertaining it's lopsided. but it's been really entertaining this game yeah. the games have been good
2: yeah it's been it's one of the weirdest rivalries in all football man yeah. like I got. I'm on I'm on Wikipedia right now that's where I looked up the yeah like Florida's won four in a row but like 31-19 last year okay 34-3 the year before 47-21 in Knoxville yeah. 26 20 in 2017. That's the off the back foot touchdown. Mm. The last time Tennessee won is 38 28. That was the year Tennessee thought we're going to be something great again. Yeah. Which Jones has us rolling and then they lose to Oklahoma. Jones <laughs>
0: um, is a clown.
2: Yeah. Uh, but the years before that, 28 27, 10 to 9, 31 17. So there have been some entertaining games despite not going the way of the ball. See, the last time Tennessee won in Gainesville was 2003. They won 24 to 10.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: That's also the last time Tennessee has won more than one in a row against Florida because they won the next year 30 to 28 in two thousand four. Yeah. And that started that long losing streak they had to the Gators.
0: I'm just I'm just throwing this out there because I want to piss off Tennessee fans. <laughs> Peyton Manning never beat Florida. Yep. <laughs> and Steve just Spurrier throwing, is the first that one away. that
2: will let you know that too. Yeah. Um another that was, game the nebraska's at michigan state um see if michigan state can continue it nebraska i don't know if they're good either
0: let me just put it this way
2: i don't think michigan state needs this
0: win nebraska needs
2: Mm -hmm. this win nebraska needs to win this game michigan state i think you know should handle business but nebraska's got to do something to win yeah this one um this one I'm adding on to because I did not realize it was a night game. North Carolina's at Virginia. All right, Clay's Georgia Tech at Mercedes Benz Stadium in Atlanta. I don't know why. That's at Mercedes Benz instead of at Bobby Dodd right down the road, but
0: that's dumb. Why? Yeah. Cle- they're playing like Clemson
2: that. there next year too, weird. which is dumb. I think on Labor Day too, which is weird. It's that is very weird. Yeah. It's so weird. Um, Yeah. Georgia Tech has done that. I think Georgia Tech was supposed to play Notre Dame there last year, but of course, COVID messed everything up. So they were like, "Oh, we're gonna play North Carolina there next year." And it's like, why not play, at like Auburn? <laughs> yeah, or someone there. Um, they wanted to play Georgia there, but Georgia said, "Heck no." Yeah. So, which makes no sense, but okay. Um, and then, uh, what's this game? Oh, West Virginia at Oklahoma. Uh West Virginia. Oklahoma's been sleepwalking a couple of yeah, weeks. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll
0: see. I, 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 that should be really interesting. I'm mm-hmm. very excited to watch that.
2: oh well, uh, Garrett Doge at quarterback. See if he can uh, put a shock in the system in Oklahoma because Oklahoma's. I
0: think it's. I think it's Daggy.
2: Daggy, that's right. I, I think, think it's, it's Daggy, but it I think it's Doge because the mean. Because of the mean, the mean yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. The late night slate's not really that great, by the way. After that, I mean, you have, um, Calen. Kind of Washington, that's on Pac 12 network, so you won't see it. Um
0: Yeah. You can see Arizona get sacrificed at 10.30 on ESPN.
2: Yeah. Uh, Colorado and Arizona State. That that sounds stupid. That's probably gonna be a very stupid game. Yeah. That'll be something entertaining though, late night. Oh, New Mexico's at Utah if you want to watch two horrible teams play each other.
0: <laughs> two horrible teams <laughs> that aren't that far from each other. Exactly. Um yeah. So, yeah, kind of a weaker
2: slate this week, but should be some interesting games, maybe some upsets, because we've yeah. seen a lot so far this year. So, we'll Season's see. Season's
0: been wild. I mean, honestly, I don't think we're – oh, I would love it. But I I, I don't think we're going to get kind of a repeat 2007. But, you know, there's been there's been a lot of close games that should not be close games. So, mm-hmm. people are flirting with disaster. Yep, and it they, could get crazy.
2: Yeah, I feel like there's going to be one week out of nowhere that's going to shock everybody. And, you mm-hmm. know, it – this week's kind of under it, kind of quiet. Yeah, I would not be surprised was this week. Yeah, for that. All right, so we're gonna move on to our music segment where we like talk about music we're vibing to, listening to. Waffle, we'll sorry, review. What's some uh, what's some new music that you've been uh, listening to? All right, year?
0: um, so I said I talked about it last week that it was coming out Friday, but Spirit Box's debut album called Eternal Blue. It came out Friday. I gave it a listen. I stayed up uh, late Thursday night into Friday morning to listen to it. It's so good. It's so, so good. Um, it's 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 better than I thought it was going to be, uh, which there was a lot of hype for it. So this is definitely going to be something that's in my albums of the year at the end, most likely. But um, the biggest one, uh, I, I, I didn't talk about it last week because I didn't see it until um, later in the week, but a band called Silent Planet, um, one of – My absolute favorites, they announced their fourth um, album coming out in November. It's called Iridescent, Um, and they have already put out one of my songs of the year last year in a song called Trilogy, which has an unreal breakdown at the end. Um, And they just put out a song called Panopticon about a month ago. That Once again, an unreal breakdown, and now they put out a song called Terminal. And it came with the music video. And, I mean, this song just, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I'm a very emotional guy. But when it comes to, like, I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and say I don't cry because I definitely do cry. But, yeah. like, I don't cry for, like, I music moves me to tears. And, like, I'm not afraid to say that. I, I, a good song that can just shake you and move you to tears like that's just, it's a, it's a fantastic feeling. And that's what I got from this, like watching the music video and the lyrics are, all lyrics are subjective. Um, but I mean, you could, they can mean whatever you want, but, um, it's talking like, the song's called terminal and there's mentions of cancer and things like that. So I mean, it's, it's going to be about, you know, death, losing somebody. And I think we've all experienced something like that. So just coupled with the music video and the music video also ties into the music video for trilogy, which is just like an overwhelming of my senses it's so good um but yeah god i'm so excited for that album um bring me the horizon also put out a new song and i don't really know how to feel about it
2: yeah i'm going to ask you about that i heard it it's it's like very new
0: yeah i mean the horizon um it's you know fine. i i don't i don't dislike it i, I don't really think i'm going to sit here and play it over and over again but yeah yeah i'll there, listen to it a
2: couple of times and be like oh, it's
0: fine they've always just been ahead of the curve. And Mm -hmm. like Bring Me the Horizon is near and dear to my heart because when I was a middle schooler, like I I grew up, dad, you know, my dad, my father was classic rock all day, every day, Mm -hmm. ZZ Top, ACDC. So I was raised on that. Eventually from that, I branched off into, oh, Metallica. Oh, my gosh, I love Metallica as I was growing up. And then Slipknot, and I progressively just got kind of heavier and whatever as I went on. In middle school, I stumbled across on the dial up internet. I stumbled across Pray Pray (laughs) for Plagues by Bring Me the Horizon, and it literally blew my mind. Mm -hmm. And just to see Bring Me the Horizon go from pray for plagues, which is once again, if you're listening to this and you don't know metal, you're gonna sound like I'm speaking a foreign language, but it's death core, and it basically means it's high, it screams all screams, no cleans, you can't understand anything they're saying. And mm-hmm. it's also made in 2007, so the production kind of sucks. Yeah.
1: But and then they
0: go, they progressively kind of get softer as their albums go uh, into the next one, where it's more of like a metalcore. Then 2010, they release uh, album called There Is a Hell, and uh that that's that that's their masterpiece in my eyes. I freaking love that mm-hmm. album. Um, and then they go Simple Turtle in 2013. They went softer. But looking back on it now, it's not that soft. But they did the sound change before anybody else did. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that – they're the trendsetters. And then they came out and went That's the Spirit when we were both in college and completely flipped it upside down incorporating orchestra, instruments, softer songs. uh, Oliver Sykes was singing um, a lot more than he's ever done in the past. And then they put out Amo and "Whoa." Yeah. That album was wild. Like it's yeah. just, it's completely soft. It's pop, and then they went back to heavier stuff with survival horror, mm-hmm. and now they're back to this with the new single "Die for You." So I mean, they're they're so ahead of the curve, and they can appeal to they can appeal to anybody. They have yeah. something for everybody. Whether you're a diehard metalhead, whether you listen to nothing but top forty songs on the radio, you know they they have something for everybody. So yeah, that's kind of me. What about you, bro?
2: Absolutely! Uh, I gotta give a shout out, of course, to our boys down Wiltwhither. Yes, came out uh, last week with "Black Summer" featuring Kadim France of Lovesome, which is huge for them. Uh, Their yeah. local band mm-hmm. um, that uh, we discovered um, one day. We were uh, at Ground Zero in Spartanburg. We talked about that, and that kind of local to South Carolina. And you know, the boys have been doing work, putting in all the hard yeah. work, and man, it is. Wild to see them um work with some of these great big time bands and they've just done a great job and it's a great song. Go check it out. It's Black Summer. Yeah about um, with their Awesome, awesome song. Music videos out
0: too as well. Mm-hmm. Can't say enough about them. Nick and Tyler, um Dakota, Josh, Jamie, all of them in the band. They're all amazing. Um yeah. uh, Nick and Tyler, ones that I talk to the most, and they're they're both great guys and nick a fantastic vocalist tyler killing it on the drums also with the his uh, graphic design stuff is crazy Mm -hmm. too so um they're they're both great guys and i'm excited for the future with them this song is massive couldn't be more proud
2: yeah absolutely absolutely it's big time for them and hopefully big things Mm -hmm. continue for them in the future so that's what we're listening to Mm we're back next week to talk about more Music and now we go to the NFL. And I know waff has got a lot of faults on the Titans Seahawks game because he was going oh, through sure, it for dude. a bit. You heard it at the beginning of the show in the cold open, his reactions to the field goal to tie it and then the game yeah. winner. He's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> still alive. But um we'll start first with the Bills and the Bills roll over the Dolphins 35-nothing. Offense started off real hot, and then kind of cooled off a bit. Kind of disappointing. Tyler Bass missed the field goal, which is rare for him. And I'm thinking, here we go again. Bill's gonna look rough on offense in the second half. Nope. Josh Allen shuts me up. And first drive goes down, scores another touchdown pass. Dawson Knox. Yeah. Defense does their job, shuts out the Dolphins again. Two attack by Malola gets knocked out of this game with a rib injury, and you really do you hate to see that. Um, for him, because he was a really good player, and you know I hate that the Dolphins weren't 100 percent healthy for this game. But he got sacked twice on the opening drive of this game. Um, got to mention Greg Rousseau got his first career sacks in this game. He had two. Micah Hyde had a sack, six sacks for the Bills. They sacked Jacoby Brissett who came in four times and forced the pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know Trey White hasn't been great this so far. Mm-hmm. In the start up he's been kind of quiet. But, my goodness, uh, Micah Hyde and Levi Wallace have been flying all over this defensive side of the ball yeah. for the Bills. I mean, Trey White still had nine tackles and a tackle for loss in this game. So, he's still good. AJ Espinosa played great. Tremaine Edmonds played great. Um, Jerry Hughes had a good game. The defense came to play. I think they were tired after giving up those 20 unanswered points by the Steelers. Again, one of those was on a block play, I get it. But still, looked great. Levon Diggs had four catches, for 60 yards. The Josh Allen mm-hmm. gave the ball around to everybody because Diggs had catch Sanders, Beasley, Knox, Singletary, Moss, and McKenzie all had catches. Yeah. um Devin Singletary, 82 yards rushing, which is great to see him finally get the run game going. Zach Moss only had 26 yards rushing, but two touchdowns. That's big for him. His aunt had actually passed away. He found out before the game mm. and then went out and played. So Boston Ferris with Zach Moss, but You know, when they need him to get something going, he did. Devin Singletary broke off a long run. Uh, Josh Allen had 35 yards rushing, which is you got to get him rushing at times to go in there. So, yeah, um, all in all, great job, I think. Again, Josh Allen, still some things to work on, still for a pick, only 17 of 33 passing. But still, when Josh Allen was on, he was on. Yeah. And they spread the ball out, and this defense is tough. This defense is going to make you – work for it. And again, again, there's gonna be an asterisk. I get it with Jacoby Brissett playing and stuff to attack by Loa, but when he was in one drive, he got sacked twice. Yeah. And the rushing game couldn't get going for the Dolphins. Either. They just had 71 yards rushing. Miles Gaskin at 25 yards. He was a leading rusher. So that's a big time thing for the Bills to go on the road in such a hostile place to play against a division rival and to, to obliterate them like mm-hmm. this that's a big time win for the bills early and that one hopefully that momentum carries over next week yeah and so <clears throat> oh good win for the bills very happy very happy they got the shutout and now we'll go to the titans and the seahawks the most stress-free game of the day right Woff, you know overtime game um, like I said, Russell wasn't helping me win fantasy this week, and then I told him, All right, you can put it in park now because I need Waff to have some happiness. <laughs> and,
0: thank Henry, and thank you for caring, thank you for caring about me.
2: Yep, but yeah, and it came down to Fat Randy and <laughs> Fat, Randy. Fat Randy pulls through. So, Waffles, take it away.
0: Oh man, um, so. this is crazy this is this is it's just like last year everything's the same. we had this game looks like an almost exact carbon copy of the first time we played the texans Uh, it's unreal an overtime winner uh oh man all right so let me just take you let me let me do play by play let me just take you drive by drive and and let you feel what i felt all
2: right the snaps thing comes about the third quarter, but I saw him going through it on Facebook and Twitter, and I was like, "This is yeah. hard <laughs> <Yeah>. right now."
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um so let's set the scene. I, it's the first time fans have been at Lumen Field in Seattle in almost in a year and a half, almost two years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, you know that place is tough to play anyway, and now you got these restless fans who haven't been to a game in over over a year. You knew it was going to be loud. It was going to be raucous. This was going to be the ultimate test after after taking an absolutely terrible loss last week. (laughs) This is going to be the ultimate test of strength and will to go into Seattle and come out with a win. So going into it, my hopes are not high. I mean, in, uh, talking about, I'm talking about FPI's got, like, Seahawks 90% chance to win, and I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of right. That sounds there's right.
2: There's a reason I st- I started Russell Wilson this week in fans. Yeah,
0: and th- there's a reason I picked the Seahawks to win in my NFL pickup but you know what? Um, all right, start out, first drive, Seattle, three plays, nine yards punt. Okay, cool. We get the ball. Oh, God. All right, we apparently lo- – it looks like we haven't figured anything out since last year. Uh, not last year, last week. and. We punt it, three plays, nine yards. Seattle goes down, gets a field goal. Okay, once again, here we are. Bend, not break, stopped them. They got a field goal. Titans go on a 13-place, 70-yard drive. Get all the way down there, end up kicking a field goal. Obviously, you'd much rather have a touchdown there. But, hey, we moved. We've positive yards. <coughs> wow. <laughs> positive yards. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, positive yards for the Titans, 13 plays, 70 yards, field goal, whatever, one of touchdown, whatever. Seahawks come out, nine plays, 23 yards, punt. Here we go. Titans, again, seven plays, 68 yards, field goal. All right, now I'm annoyed. Come on. All right, now we're driving. We're more able, but we're moving the ball. We're just moving. And then we kick a field goal. We're up six to three. Seahawks come out three plays, 83 yards, touchdown, 63-yard touchdown to Tyler Lockett. You know, and part of me is just like, hey, you're playing Tyler Lockett in the Seahawks. You're going to have that. Like, that's just what happens. Yeah. And this gave me serious flashbacks to last year when we played the Vikings and Justin Jefferson went off against us because it almost looks the same. It's just on the other side of the field. It's a deep ball down the sideline. Two Titans converge on it, but they both get fooled. Now, mm-hmm. they don't quite fall down like they did against Justin Jefferson, but they both get fooled off a great cutback by Tyler Lockett. He takes it all the way to the house. Oh, God. Great. Titans get the ball back. Okay, got to answer here. What do we do? Just like last week, Ryan Tan, the offensive line sucks. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill gets sacked for his third fumble in two games, third lost fumble. Let me add that. Uh, that is recovered by the Seahawks deep in our territory. They run two plays, score a touchdown at seventeen to six. Oh God! <laughs> all right, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm pissed now. I, I'm I'm really upset. I'm just like, all right, we have to score a touchdown. We have to do something. Eight plays, 63 yards later, we settle for a field goal. But here's where my rant starts. (laughs) All right. Eight plays, 63 yards. Titans go all the way down there. Offense, once again, we're moving the ball. We're getting all the way down there. You know, uh, Ryan Tannehill has connected with Julio Jones. A.J. Brown's not really doing a whole lot, but Julio's showing up. He's already had like a 51-yard bomb. And a couple other catches, Julio's looking good, like he's here, ready to play. All right. It is third and five at the Seattle Six. (laughs) Ryan Tannehill uh, stands in the pocket, runs around, runs around, throws it to the back of the end zone. Julio Jones, an unreal unreal grab, an unreal grab in the back of the end zone. And looking live, you see one foot, you see the second foot, you know it's going to be close. Uh, looking live, I'm just like, oh, God, yeah, touchdown. Okay, we're back in it. Uh, and they go to look at it. And here, here's one of my two issues. I have seen this play a thousand times.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I have never heard – I, I, I can be wrong, and I guess I am because I said it on air but I don't know where I went wrong and where I missed the fact that when you catch a ball and you get one foot down, it might just be something specific to the NFL because I feel like college is definitely different. You catch the ball, you get your one foot down and the second foot comes down and Julio's toe hits and bounds clearly.
2: Mm -hmm. It hits first.
0: Yeah. And then the rest of the foot comes down and that, is I mean, it's – oh, God, it's even closer than that. It's yeah. right there on the line. And I didn't know that the whole foot has to come down. I thought – because then what's yeah. the – I don't understand. Because i like people then,
2: drag the foot.
0: Then with a toe drag, like what – I don't yeah. – I, I don't understand that. I've
2: seen – I've seen – I think I having a Super Bowl. Then the yeah. Steelers win a Super Bowl against the Cardinals by dragging the foot on that. Yeah, I, I don't I,
0: – I just don't understand this gray area. And, obviously, of course, it has happened to us. And I'm just like, what? But that's not even the issue. Like, okay, fine, whatever. If that's the rule or not – and I, I sent you the picture. Cue the Julio Jones picture with his foot in the end zone. Yeah, he caught a... the ball. He got both feet down. Look at this freaking picture. There He is... got both feet down.
2: Like, you can see he's wearing red and blue shoes. I'm going yes. to zoom in on this. I'm zooming on it right now. That bottom red cleat is in the green part and there's the white part. You can he, literally see.
0: Yes. He caught this ball. They called it a touchdown on the field, which mm-hmm. I'm thinking even afterwards, like, even if he didn't get in, and this was before, like, I saw this picture, like, a drive after because the Titans put it up. Yeah. But – uh even if he didn't catch it, like they called it a touchdown on the field. I think it's going to be very hard for them to come out and say, Hey, yeah, video evidence is saying, showing that he is foot was out of bounds. No touchdown. What do they do? Exactly that. No freaking touchdown. I'm, I'm heated. I'm, I'm, I'm upset about it. I don't think there's
2: enough to overturn that. I didn't think there was live and then seeing that picture. I'm like, that is a touchdown.
0: Yeah. And so that's, that, that's the first strike against the refs. Like, you know, I've already had a tough time with referees of the South Carolina game uh, from two weeks ago, but this is ridiculous. And like I said, that's the first strike, and there's plenty more to come. So stay tuned. But um, so now Tennessee has to settle for another freaking field goal. Here comes fat Randy to kick his third one, mm-hmm. and he boots it through. Okay, great. Thanks, Randy. Um, it's not what I wanted, but you know what? I guess I'll take it. And then, oh, geez. Here we go. There's literally right over a minute left in the half. We get the ball after halftime, and I'm just like, all right. We just have to hold them to a field goal. We would love it if they didn't score. That's all we got to do. What do they – seven plays, 75 yards, 48 seconds. They did not even use a timeout. They had two. They took them to halftime.
2: SE called the timeout.
0: (laughs) And we just – and and. And Vrabel needed to take one because we forgot how to play defense. Like, <laughs> and I put it on Facebook. I'm just like, here it is. Cue the it, it's. It, it. Of course, it was going to happen. Titans score a touchdown, get back in this game. Oh, wait a minute, it was reversed. Now we got to settle for a field goal. Oh, I forgot how to play defense. <laughs> how stupid! So now it's twenty-four to nine going into halftime, and oh, God, I'm fuming. I'm so pissed. It's 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 awful. So, but about that time, the picture comes out, and I'm sitting here fuming over this picture, and I'm just, like, (laughs) posting on everything. Every NFL ref is a donkey. You suck. I hate you. (laughs) Look at this picture, you freaking idiot. Like, uh, whatever. Julio Jones caught the ball. That's the last thing I'm going to say. All right, so second half, Titans come out. Titans have to get a touchdown. What do they do? Hey, here we go offense rolling now. Derrick Henry caps off this 80-yard drive with a nine-yard touchdown run where he gets the handoff, runs to the right, cuts it back across, field scores. Hey, Henry's back. All right, sweet. Love it. We're back in the game 24 to 16. Uh, Seahawks get the ball, eight plays, punt, nice. Titans get the ball, drive it all the way down the field. All the way down there. Just to settle for a field goal attempt. (laughs) And this time, Fat Randy is not so kind. Fat Randy pushes it to the right. And I died. (laughs) I died for at least a quarter and a half. Unconscious. (laughs) No heartbeat. Because I knew exactly what was going to happen. My body can only take 34 missed field goals. The 35th missed field goal was what would kill me, and it <laughs> killed me. And this is just a break to show you, um, to talk once again about the Titans kicker situation. Uh, I could kick myself. I did not save the uh, the tweet. But I'm going to go back and look at it, and I'm just going to – Talk over it because I can't think about it now. I'm going to send it to you and we're going to put it in the podcast. But mm-hmm. this picture right here of the Titans kickers that they've had in literally two years, it's like eight or nine guys. I cannot – it's unbelievable. Us in the Minnesota Vikings, how can we not find a kicker? <laughs> That's utterly ridiculous. It, it's, it blows my freaking mind. And I know I talked a lot about it last week, but unbelievable. All right, Titans miss a field goal. Seahawks get it three plays 63 yards touchdown we're dead it's over this is the point when I faced when I get a snapchat
2: to waffle and tell him thank you for having Russell Wilson throw that because I just won my fantasy league with that pass so yeah at this point the boy is going through it and I'm not making it any
1: better
0: <laughs> a 68 yard pass from Russell Wilson to Freddie Swain on an absolutely busted coverage and I'm screaming at the tv what are we doing uh, I got no words. All right. It's 30 to 16, but you know what? The sure-footed Jason Myers missed the extra point. Mm-hmm. And in the heat of the moment, I did think about that. And I was like, hmm, The what shred of optimism I had left was like, wow, that might come into play. But the other <laughs> 99.9% of me who was just like, it doesn't matter. We suck. We're done. I'm dead. I'm lying here dead on the floor. Whatever um all right well titans come out do exactly what they got to do two plays 75 yards touchdown one of those being a 60 yard derrick henry rushing touchdown he's back baby he is here after week one derrick henry had like 60 rushing yards after week two he's back in first for the nfl rushing yards leader which Mm is just unbelievable um all right long touchdown derrick henry we're back in at 30 to 23 hey my mood changed i uh I got a – as you as you saw in my Facebook post, I got a hit from the defibrillator and I started twitching a little bit. I'm not, I'm not alive yet, but, you know, we're we're kind of here. Um, Seattle punts, three plays, goes three and out. Uh-oh. Hey, here we go. Uh, Titans go ten plays, turn it over on downs. Oh, I'm dead again. <laughs> <laughs> nope, flat line. Uh, Seattle comes out here, punts. Titans get it, three minutes, 44 seconds, drive it all the way down there, score a touchdown. Tie the game at uh, 30. And here we go into overtime. Uh, Seahawks try a little play at the end of the game where they just tighten stack literally seven people on the five-yard line to prevent them from scoring, and they try a little screen pass and uh, it doesn't get anywhere. So we go to overtime. Tennessee wins the toss, much like the Texans game from last year, but Tennessee does not immediately walk it off. They justify this overtime as a fair overtime by giving the Seahawks the ball. (laughs) Um, Oh, I'm sorry. I completely missed my other, my other little uh, referee. um,
2: Oh yeah. The first down.
0: It didn't matter because Seattle ended up giving us the ball back. Um, But we're going to throw that up here right now. And I just want to show you all this still image of Chris Carson reaching out for this first down. And. I would like everybody at home to give me their general assessment on whether or not he got there or not. <laughs> Richard, do you think that he got the first down? I don't think so. I mean,
2: unless like I can see on this tackle, his leg is still on the Titans defender, unless he made a little second effort that I'm not seeing. But as of right now, based on the way his
0: body's turning, I don't think he would have gotten it. Half a he yard did, short. He did not make a second effort. He is at least half a yard short the referee at the bottom of the screen already gives him a generous spot and it's like right there at the line.
2: Yeah. And
0: then she just looks at the change and she's like, move. And I'm just like, no, <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm like, okay, it's one thing that you screwed up the spot by giving it a much better spot than it was supposed to be. How do you not measure that? And then verbal criticism, how do you not challenge that? Mm-hmm. Now in all fairness, it ended up not mattering. Titans got that back. Titans definitely needed that. Uh, well, I mean, if he'd have challenged it, he'd have won it. I'm I'm assuming. So it, it wouldn't have mattered about a timeout. But had he challenged it and they screwed us again, he'd have lost the timeout that we desperately needed at the end of the game. So whatever. All right. Now we get to my third gripe, and this one, once again, didn't matter because Tennessee wins this ball game. But oh my gosh, Richard! So so we get the ball go three and out, but they call uh, Jamal Adams for a rough in the past on Ryan Tannehill. Gives us new life. Uh, it didn't matter. So we uh, punted to the Seahawks. Seahawks get the ball. Don't do anything. They punt back to us. But on third down, Ryan or excuse me, Russell Wilson gets sacked for minus 12 yards. And I am still not convinced that this is not a walk-off safety. Yeah, that's that's a safe. That is a safety. But he never went down. And also, right. he who'd he throw it to. Cause uh, my uh, yes, there there's so many things going on in this play, and I know it's quick, and I know it's something you're not you're definitely not expected to see every day. But Russell Wilson, the point of contact is made right there at the goal line, and you can argue it's it's just dependent on how they call it. Like, mm-hmm. do you call forward progress stop as soon as his little itty bitty finger touches Russell Wilson the slightest, or do you call forward progress stop when he's got him fully wrapped up? Because mm-hmm. when he is fully wrapped up in his arms, he the ball is in the end zone. Yeah. And then it, it, Russell Wilson's head might be outside the end zone, but the ball yeah. is in the end zone. And as far as I'm concerned, that's all that freaking matters. Nobody ever cares about where you're at. They're always about the ball. And, and then that is absolutely your
2: safety. And then absolutely just yeets it out bounds. he's in yeah. the end zone.
0: He's in the end zone. He that's yeets it safety. to nobody, and he is not outside of the pocket. I watched it 17 times. <laughs> the pocket, the right tackle is basically lined up on that right hash, and that's exactly where he's at. He is not outside of the pocket. So there's one, two, there's seven strikes for the referees on <laughs> one play there. Like, get these clowns out of here. Like, I thought Jerome Bodger was calling this game because he sucks. Now, he called the Titans <laughs> game last week, but we – play like crap so but ah (laughs) i hate refs i hate i cannot freaking stand them (laughs) it's so bad because that that's a walk-off safety walk-off grounding in the end zone i don't care what you call it but it didn't matter tennessee got the ball back short field runs henry uh four times fat randy on for the win and he did it the titans go to seattle and absolutely steal a game from Seattle. Mm -hmm. Unreal. I I am addicted to the adrenaline rush. (laughs) That's why I love this team so much, because you got to go to the lowest of the lows, which is getting (laughs) beat by 25 to the Cardinals to appreciate the crap like this where they rip your heart out for one half and then the second half do the most improbable thing you've ever seen in your life, it's, it's unreal. It's, it's so crazy. I'm so happy to come away with a win because now my outlook on the season is completely 180. Yep. It's so different now going into a game this week where we'll talk about it in a minute, but is Carson Wentz going to play? The Titans have the Colts at home with Carson Wentz with two sprained ankles, which is also – that's also crazy. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go Jets, Jags. Like this is this is There's the a time. chance to have a great start to the season now, right? And things are things are looking better. The defense obviously had three or four communication breakdowns that hurt bad because they resulted mm-hmm. in probably three Seahawks touchdowns. But other than that, you kind of held Russell Wilson in check when when it mattered. They did mm-hmm. when, when it mattered. The, the half of the fourth, second half of the fourth quarter, and overtime. The defense did what they had to do. The offense is looking like it did last year, fantastic. Now AJ Brown had a bad day, but I mean, if Julio's going to do that, Derrick Henry's going to come alive for 180 something yards. And also, Derrick Henry in the passing game—I think Derrick Henry had six catches. That's a career high. Yeah. If, if Todd Downing is going to try to develop that with him and make Derrick Henry a threat out of the backfield, now Derrick Henry is not going to be like a Christian McCaffrey threat out oh, of the yeah, backfield because no, 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 nobody no. else is. But I mean, if Derrick Henry can—if we can—if we can at least rely on him. I mean to do he's anything hard to in the pass game, yeah. <laughs> if we can rely on him to do anything in the past game, that's huge. Yeah. And the offensive line, no Taylor one Roger Saffold was out for the majority of the fourth quarter and, and all of overtime. Uh, so we're throwing in Ty Sombrilo and Aaron Brewer, who mm-hmm. s- Aaron Brewer sucks. I'm sorry. I <laughs> You know, I appreciate him coming in and getting the dub. That's not who you want playing as your freaking left guard. No. Sam Vrilo played a lot last year because Taylor Luan was hurt, so he's experienced. Coming in with those two, uh, and then Ben Jones, Nate Davis, and then uh, Quisenberry getting it done, not having your starting tight end in Anthony Fertzer, not having your starting safety in Amani Hooker, like, it, it's unreal. There's no way we should have won this game. Mm-hmm. But we did. Yeah,
2: that, that's hey, you gotta steal some of them sometime and right. be a successful team. And they stole one from Seattle for sure. But you'll take it. And, you know, like I said, the schedule on paper is a lot easier now. Right. He's um, got Jets, Jags, and you have a banged up Colts team with you don't know who's starting a quarterback. Yeah. So, yeah, that gets this a little bit easier on paper for yeah. a while So, build we'll up some how- of that momentum we'll see how it goes in the year looking back at week two fun week two still and the thursday night games always on paper look like these teams are horrible i hate them but they have some bangers man new york mm-hmm. and washington heck of a game um giants had it one and dexter lawrence they say he jumped off sides i saw another angle on it was close
0: it's very close. Sorry, I forgot I was muted. I saw that angle too, and I think he jumped it absolutely perfectly. I think he timed which, it perfectly. And yeah. Someone and like, just
2: reacted too quickly.
0: Not to be a Titans homer, but I obviously am a Titans homer. When the Titans beat the Kansas City Chiefs and Joshua Kalu uh, absolutely blocked the field goal for the Chiefs two years ago, the year that we made it to the AFC Championship game, mm-hmm. when Joshua Kalu got the most perfect jump I've ever seen, and that's exactly what Dexter Lawrence has looked like, I don't think he was on side yeah. at all.
2: Yeah, perfect jump. didn't work. But um, Taylor Heineke, man, has come in for the Washington football team, and, you know, he had a tough, tough first ever start in the playoffs last year against Tom Brady and still did pretty fine. Now he 336 passing yards. So the legend from Old Dominion and Instantly football 14 uh, gets the win, which is good for him. Um, Yes, sir. Daniel Jones was the Russian leader, too, for the Giants. That's concerning because you have Saquon Barkley.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I don't I really don't know how to feel about Daniel Jones. Yeah. I don't, I really don't know.
2: Yeah. Um yeah. It's interesting out there. Um the, the Joe Judge era is not starting off with a great start at all in New York. Um Cincinnati and Chicago, Chicago beats the Bengals, Joe Burrow for three picks in a row. In this game. Yeah. And then um we got to see not Justin good. Fields did um he looked okay. Uh these teams look great yeah um and joe Burrow looked bad Look real they, bad. they
0: they have to start fields like if they're gonna do it mm-hmm. throw them in now like yep um <clears throat> now that the time is here you got to do it do not trot yeah. out hurt andy dalton or whatever you're gonna do mm-hmm. put him in now
2: matt nagy came out there and said we're going to use different schemes and packages don't just That's start so them stupid. just start, start him, them man. It's so frustrating, man. And if I was a Bears fan, I'd be so frustrated. I oh,
0: know.
2: Um, Browns hold on to beat the Texans 31-21. Tarot Taylor looked good till he got hurt.
0: He can't get a freaking break. Man.
2: He cannot, man. I hate it for him. Ever since getting benched by Nathan Peterman, he his career's gone downhill. And I hate yeah. it for him because he seems like a great guy. Mm-hmm. Um and he helped lead the Bills to the playoffs for the first time in years and yeah since then man just went downhill and gets hurt and hopefully he's okay he's not going to play against the Panthers this week is what I've heard
3: mm-hmm.
2: um also apparently Baker Mayfield got hurt had his left shoulder popped back at the socket
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: after he tries to make a tackle on a pick and then comes in and has a five-yard touchdown run and then throws a touchdown pass too so Brown I don't know how good the Browns are this year they haven't looked great so far in yeah. these early games but I mean it takes some time to get rolling Um, We'll see what they can do in the future. Uh, Rams go to Indianapolis, beat the Colts 27-24. This game was wild at the end.
3: Mm -hmm. It went
2: back and forth. Uh, Like you said, Carson Wentz did not play the last snap because he has two sprained ankles. Apparently, Matthew Stafford's banged up with a sore right thumb.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, They went back and forth. Ended up being the Matt Gay and Rodrigo Blankenship show. Bunch of field goals and this one, but um Rams get the win. Cooper Cup looks incredible, still.
0: Yeah, uh, what catches. a what a start to the year for him. Yeah. Man. Nine catches,
2: one sixty three, and two touchdowns. In this one, mm-hmm. he's him and Stafford have connected real quickly. That's good to see. The New England Patriots beat the Jets twenty five to six, and Zach Wilson throws four picks. Mm-hmm. Two in a row to start. I started the Patriots defense in fantasy, and I look like the biggest genius of all time. <laughs> yeah, that was a good call, uh, the Patriots man. Uh, Zach Wilson did not look good, and that's no. that's rough. And um, yeah, it's going to be a long year because his offensive line is not going to help him, and his receivers did not get open for him. So, yeah, and that was against the Patriots, who I still think aren't a great team. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to be good because Bill Belichick's coaching them. Yeah. They just aren't as talented as they have been, and oh boy, they gotta play the Bills in a couple of weeks, yeah. And hey, that Bills defense will eat you alive, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, San Francisco beats Philadelphia 17 to 11. Well, Jalen Hurts and all the offense, uh, that went away real quickly.
0: Yeah, this was an ugly game. San Francisco defense is obviously very good. Uh, but this is just ugly on both sides of the ball in terms of offense. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, twenty-two of thirty for one hundred and eighty-nine and a touchdown. And San Francisco's rushing game now that Mostert is out for the year, mm-hmm. uh, looks like it's taking a bit of a hit. They had one hundred and seventeen total rushing yards, but Elijah Mitchell had forty-two yards on seventeen carries. Yeah. Hasty had thirty-eight yards on five. Garoppolo had eleven carries for twenty yards. Like they, they're gonna, they're gonna hurt without a uh, rushing game. Yeah. They got, I mean, they got Devo Samuel. They also have – they have Dwan Jennings yes. in Tennessee. And George Kittle had a bad day. George Kittle had four catches yeah. for 17 yards. That's Kyle Jusick, like Jusick,
2: he got hurt, I think. He was banged up and didn't have a great game either. So, because they gave him the ball for one rush and he got hurt right there. So Yeah, just just So, so not, not a good day for the either of these offenses. Um, 49ers had a nice little eight-minute drive that kind of iced it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Or excuse me, put them up 14-3 that – the defense held, and they got a field goal from Robbie Golden. Uh, the Eagles tried to run the Philly special without Nick Foles, and it did not work at all. I don't know if you've no, seen yeah. They yeah, threw I it did. out it, yeah. on, on fourth down. Yeah. So, Right. We should see. Uh, Las Vegas beats Pittsburgh's 26-17, to 17, and we got to talk about Derek Carr, because Derek yeah, Carr about is him, man. looking good. At 382 yards this week. Um, Henry Ruggs looked amazing, 113 yards. Had that one catch. Well, he was wide open. On a yeah. broken play, and you can't leave that man wide open. No, and he looks.
0: too fast.
2: Yeah, he looked really good. Um, I know he didn't have a great game, but Najee Harris looked fine. Um, uh, stiff time. arm, man, that yeah, freaking stiff, stiff arm. arm is yeah.
0: unreal. Had his
2: first career touchdown. He didn't. He only had thirty eight yards rushing, but forty three yards receiving. So getting him to work. Deontay Johnson still has mm-hmm. a good game. So Pittsburgh's still good. Um, Big Ben yeah. still hasn't looked great any of these games yeah. 295 yards passing but a touchdown and a pick so yeah and he's banged up already so you know it's football season when Ben roethlisberger has got in the got two
0: ice packs on his shoulders so <laughs> right Raiders are a lot like the Cardinals mm-hmm. Cardinals last year uh were good but they just were not consistent and that's yeah. how the Raiders have been so now both of those teams now the Cardinals we're gonna talk about that in a minute but they weren't too consistent on Sunday mm-hmm. um and as compared to week one, but the Raiders now two and oh, let's just see. I, you, you got to give me at least five or six weeks of watching the Raiders before I can tell you yeah. whether or not they're actually going to make the playoffs.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Carolina knocks off New Orleans 26 to seven. New Orleans was missing a lot of yeah. coaches and players because of COVID stuff. Uh, but Jameis didn't look good mm-hmm. at all. Jameis had another one of his games where a week after looking like an MVP back down looking bad sam darnold mm. didn't look bad for doing five yards passing christian mccaffrey yeah. had another good week and mm-hmm. dj moore looked good so carolina i don't know if carolina's good they held alvin kamara to nothing
0: yeah i think carolina's defense is going to be sneaky good they're uh, overperforming they, right now
2: yeah they've looked good the past two weeks against jets and then a banged up new orleans team they got houston next they should handle business there so, mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what they do, though, know, against, like, uh, the Bucks like with Tom Brady and all of them. Mm-hmm. Just to see how they do in that. But, uh, yeah, Carolina could sneak into the playoffs because their defense this year for sure. Um, Jacksonville and Denver. Uh, Denver knocks off the Jags 23-13. Another rough day for Trevor Lawrence, um, who had mm-hmm. some dimes. Still has those sparks in them, but yeah. has no help from his offensive line.
0: Those no, lines so bad,
2: yeah. But 14 to 33, 118 yards, touchdown, two picks. So, um, you know, it's gonna be a rough year. We kind of expect that for him, but Teddy Bridgewater, I may have to eat my words because he has turned the clock back and looks pretty good. Yeah, 328 yards passing, two touchdowns, was sacked three times. That offensive line needs some help mm-hmm. there, too. But yeah. man, he's he's looked solid yeah. in this Denver defense again, they play the Giants and the Jags, but. Back with von miller back mm-hmm. his denver defense is a whole lot better and von miller really didn't do a whole lot he had a sack and two tackles for loss and that was it yeah but he's still just a presence out there yeah that makes you think and again going up against two bad offensive lines again they are in the west with the chargers with the raiders with the chiefs but man to get these these are the games they have to win yeah and they've they've done well in those games
0: yeah, Cortland Sutton, a big yeah. day for him, too. Yeah. Nine receptions, 159 yards. It's nice to see him back after his injury last year.
2: Yeah.
0: Arizona and
2: Minnesota, first of all, keep Talib and Gus Johnson make them call every single game because that was awesome.
0: Yeah, they were great. So good.
2: Um, And this game was amazing, too. So, we got full on Gus Johnson. Yeah. In this 34-33 win for Arizona, of course, you've probably seen the radio call by the Vikings <sighs> Miss field goal by Greg Joseph, fall he made it and then just heartbreak when he realizes that's no good.
0: That guy is just I, my, he's a Vikings fan. He's obviously been calling the Vikings. I think he's been calling them since 2002. Yeah, he has. He has seen some heartbreak, mm-hmm. dude. And his calls, uh, I I love his voice and I love the amount of passion he puts into it. Because like you listen to him and like you know like he's Vikings or die, mm-hmm. and I love that. Yeah, and, but I uh, I I really want something good to happen to them. <laughs> like I mean, they had the the Minneapolis Miracle, yeah, which was awesome for them. But obviously, they went out next week and got pooped on. Uh, yeah, rings. but and he's just he was a part of the the Cardinals, same team knocking the Vikings out of the playoffs. You know, mm-hmm. back in the day with Randy Moss and all of them, which was part of that Falcons documentary, oddly enough. But yeah. um. And then he was the, the, the Brett Favre call when he throws across his body. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this oh my is gosh. this is this is a Detroit man. This is a Super Bowl. I freaking love it. Love He's it. so good and he deserves something good to happen to him. But just, the Vikings are cursed, man.
2: Uh, yeah. And Kirk Cousins had a pretty had a great game. 244 yeah. yards passing, three touchdowns. Um Dalvin yeah. Cook had a great game. Twenty-two rushes, 131 yards. Mm-hmm. Um Kyler Murray was up was a normal Kyler Murray game, I feel like. Three touchdowns and two picks, 400 yeah. yards passing. 400,
0: 400 yards, man.
2: Yeah. Uh, rushing touchdown as well. Rondell Moore, good to see yeah. him doing yeah. some this level. DeAndre Hopkins had a touchdown, 54 yards. A.J. Green had a touchdown. Yeah. Good to see him turning back the clock a little bit here. Um, Yeah, no defense, however, for these teams in this one.
0: Yeah. Uh, except, for, uh,
2: this Nick, except for Nick Vigil in his touchdown uh, pick six. Same for Xavier Woods to the pick, but God, yeah, Greg Joseph just missed that kick. And man, great game, but got heartbreak for the Vikings.
0: Cow- Cardinals, had, Cardinals had one sack. That pisses me off. God. that just, Challenge Jones had nothing. <laughs> Challenge Jones didn't even have a tackle. <laughs> God, that's so stupid, man. Yeah
2: um tampa bay beats the falcons 48 to 25 this game was close made you think all right falcons may have something and two pick sixes
1: for yeah. um
2: mike edwards in the fourth quarter yeah and chris godwin gets a touchdown catch and uh tom brady's still good i hate it i hate it so much but two and six yards and five touchdown passes mike tom evans brady's got to uncle- work
0: unbelievable dude Tyler's gonna be playing until he's 58, man. And it's not fair. Yes. I literally there I can definitely see him playing in, into his 50s. Like it's unreal what we're seeing from him at the at the age he is and just how how well he takes care of his body. Like, I think him and LeBron are gonna go hand mm-hmm. in hand because they're both the same. Like they're both still they're both still at the top of their game, and they're both up there in age. But LeBron's going to play forever. Mm -hmm. You can't tell me he's not. And so is Tom Brady. That's ridiculous, man. Yeah. Like,
2: think of all the guys who have left. Peyton Manning, Phillip Rivers, Mm -hmm. Drew Brees, all those quarterbacks have left. And they they entered the league either after he did or at the same time he did.
0: Right.
2: This is wild, man. And he's still going at this level. Mm -hmm. It's insane, man. Um Falcons are bad. <laughs> Falcons have yeah, no Falcons defense. Falcons are not good. Yeah. Uh, Matt Ryan showed some sparks for those two picks again. One was nice ball. One was tough, but still. Yeah. Yes. Um. Cowboys knock off the Chargers twenty to seventeen on the last Ooh. second field goal. Greg Erland. Um. What? What? I saw people talking about this this morning on I believe get up. Mike McCarthy's uh. Time management toward the end almost screwed him.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: He led like 12 seconds were right off the clock before he called timeout. And it was like, okay. But yeah, this is an ugly game for both teams, I feel like, for a little bit. Um, Dak didn't look great. Tony Pollard got more carries and looked a lot better than Zeke did. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I think the Cowboys may just win the division because the division's bad. But. Yeah, yeah I... not a great game to watch. Keenan Allen 108 yards. Oh, we got to talk about this the taunting penalties, stupid, yeah. so stupid. Um, 11, I 11 penalties called this year in two weeks, that was the same amount that was called last year. And, like, I, if you're going out and telling them, like, I will murder your family, I get that. There's a line, yeah, but if you're celebrating a right. play.
0: Like, yeah, also- like the one in the the one in the Titans game mm-hmm. with, and it, it it ended up not mattering. The Titans turned over on downs on that drive, but it it just say uh, all he did was like, I mean, oh my God, I am stumbling over my words today. <laughs> um, it didn't really matter. Uh, Ryan Tannehill overthrew AJ Brown just a little bit, so, and then the defensive back gets up and just kind of flexes. Not even. Not like when I think like what warrants a taunting penalty, like I think about DJ Swearinger when he bent down yeah. over Andre Ellington. Like, okay, yes. Like yeah. when you're going to squat down and flex on the dude and like get all up in there. Yeah. Yeah. Like
2: Keenan okay. Allen kind of wore that He kind of got in the face of this Dallas Cowboy player. Yeah. I can see that. But like the Bills had the same thing that happened to them. I think it was yeah. Levi Wallace, I believe. Um, yeah. He broke up a pass and then kind of like he got kind of st- He kind of said something, I think, to the receiver. <gasps> And then they're, like, black. I'm, like, come on, man. Like,
0: yeah. unless, again, I'm, like – I'm not a fan. Unless
2: it's, like, getting in their face, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's so dumb. And I saw somebody tweet out, like, the XFL that comes back in 2023. Someone said they could automatically steal half the audience. They said you get ten points for taunting. <laughs> hmm, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then your Sunday Night Football game – Instant classic Ravens knock off the Chiefs 36 35. Um, amazing. Jarn Harbaugh put his trust into Lamar Jackson to get the fourth and one play, and he got it. Yeah, Man. crazy. Instant battle every time these two teams play, and this time Lamar finally gets the best of Patrick Mahomes. It's Patrick Mahomes' first ever loss in September, which is wild. Yeah, so just to see how good he is, he's not like one of those who gets better early. As the season goes on, mm-hmm. he starts off good and stays consistently good.
0: Right. And no fourth quarter points for the Chiefs, which is surprising.
2: Yeah. And they look, and their defense looked dominant to start off this game. They had that pick six to start the game. And then, you know, Lamar yeah. just kind of took over. So, um, and then Monday Night Football. Uh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers heard everybody talking and told him to shut up uh, as the Packers beat the Lions 35 17. Aaron Jones, four touchdowns. In this game, that's incredible.
0: <laughs> yeah, playing out of his mind. He was the reason I single handedly lost one of my fantasy matchups. <laughs> I was up by 29, and this yeah. guy had nothing but Aaron Jones, and he beat me by 12. Dang.
2: So, yeah, he,
0: he either won a lot or had you lose a lot. Right.
2: But uh, in fantasy this week, man, so, such a good player. Aaron Rodgers had four touchdown passes against three of them, Aaron Jones. Um, mm. oh, the Adams had a good game. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson had a good game, though, for the Lions as well. But Lions, again, just the Lions. They got Jared Goff and T.J. Hawkinson. That's about it, man. Yeah. yeah. They don't really inspire a whole lot of greatness. Right. On my end. So that's week two of the NFL. We'll go through week three of our teams. we'll talk about first Buffalo Bills. They take on the Washington football team. At one o'clock on Fox, I haven't seen a line on this yet. Uh, Bills are picking the win by eight and a half, actually. In yeah, this one. Um, Washington gonna have Taylor Heineke starting, so no Ryan Fitzpatrick revenge game, possibly. Um, uh, Tremaine Edmonds is questionable again. It's early in the week, when we're recording this, so everybody should be good to go. Um, I think the Bills are probably gonna, should win this game. Washington's mm-hmm. offense, um, again against the Giants, looked great. Did not look great um, the week with Pryor to against the Chargers. Mm-hmm. They're allowing, they're allowing 419 yards of offense. The Bills are only allowing 258 yards of offense. Yeah, for two weeks. So, Defense, defense, defense has been the Bills for years. Um, I think mm-hmm. if you get if you get the rush game going like you did last week. You saw how it worked for them. Yeah get that going keep washing off the field and get some touchdowns have josh allen run a bit you'll see um the bills look good any guys stop uh you know again mckissick was the secret weapon last week for washington and mm-hmm. if, you can, if you can kind of stop him i don't know who washington goes to maybe mclaurin but yeah. but other than that i think if you can stop both of them make them give the ball to gibson who has been kind of slow to start this year you can uh get the win and roll over the Washington football team. I keep wanting to call them the Redskins. I keep forgetting that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. And then uh, for your Titans, their first division game of the year, also at one o'clock against the Indianapolis Colts. Again, Carson Wentz is questionable. He's got two sprained ankles right now. The Titans are picked to win by five points. Right now. Um, also questionable Xavier Rhodes is questionable for the Colts. It's Paris Campbell, the Titans, Taylor One, Anthony Furkser, Farley, all questionable for the Titans as of right now. Again, this could change by the time this podcast comes out. But yeah, it could be an right. interesting division matchup as it usually is between the Colts and the Titans.
0: Yeah, it's been predominantly a one sided matchup for the better part of my God, 20 years. Yeah. Um, and with most of them obviously going to the Colts I mean the tight Andrew luck as a starter never lost to the Titans which still blows my mind yeah uh, and then Peyton Manning on the Titans too but it, it, things have gotten a little bit more kind of 50 50 as we as the Titans have put together uh four or five straight winning seasons now um and last year we split the matchups with the Titans losing the first one uh, but winning the all-important second one in the push for the playoffs and this is the Titans need to, they have to come out here, they have to take advantage of this. Uh, the Titans obviously looked dead in the water after two quarters on Sunday, and it very well looked like the Titans and the Colts were going to both be going 0 and 2 and then heading into a matchup where they face each other, and one of them is going to end up being 0 and 3, and that might almost kill them. <laughs> um, so now the Titans pull that off. This is the this is the opportunity. We talked about these next three games. This is gonna be massive for t- for Tennessee season because what the Titans ideally what they need and have to do is come out here at home, get this win, put the Colts in an 0-3 hole. Mm-hmm. That way they have so much ground to cover because we know that the Colts and the Titans are the two best teams in this division. Yeah. Um and if you get they, Jacksonville
2: to lose, yeah. they're in a hole too. Right. So.
0: Yeah, so get them in a hole, put them at zero and three. Put the Titans at two and one going into Jets-Jags. Ideally, you'd like to come out of that four and one. Uh, but this the, this game's going to be massive. It's going to be tough, regardless. Excuse me, regardless of who's playing quarterback. Uh, Carson Wentz, like we said right now, unsure whether or not he's going to play. Um, but coming off this win Sunday, Titans offense looks like it's back. Uh, It's going to be playing a a pretty good defense led by uh, Darius Leonard. So, it's going to be a tough, tough outing for Derrick Henry to get going again, especially behind the makeshift offensive line. But, I mean, hey, second half, we look great on Sunday. So, uh, this Titans offense, when it's rolling, it's better than anybody. So, I I fully believe that. And um, somebody with Ryan Tannehill back there just got to play mistake-free football. Please, no fumbles. Please, can we have a game where he doesn't fumble? Just protect him. Um, Derrick Henry just got to get going in the first half. But as we've seen over the years, we all know that Derrick Henry is the second half runner because yeah. that's really when it can start to wear down on you. Like there's a handful of games that you can pick out and look at where Derrick Henry runs for 30, 40, uh, maybe even 20 yards in the first half and then just goes off in the second half.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, that's just kind of how it is. So uh, the Titans are never out of a ball game. I will never, ever say that the Titans are completely out of a ball game because I think that they've shown – enough with Sunday and then last year that they can dig themselves out of any hole. Uh, But this defense, if Carson Wentz does not play, does have to take advantage of a backup quarterback that would look like to be Jacob Eason. Um, And pass rush hasn't really generated a whole lot of sacks, but I can tell just from watching this team last year And our abysmal pass rush, like this pass rush, is a lot better. Russell Wilson moved a lot. Kyler Murray even moved a lot. Now, two of those guys, absolutely mobile quarterbacks. Coming out against a guy who's not a mobile quarterback this week, whether it be Wentz or Eason, we have to get after him, have to get sacks, take it off our secondary, and play our game on offense. A.J. Brown's got to bounce back, had like three or four drops on Sunday. He's due for a big game, so we'll see.
2: Yeah, we will see. Indeed, that's at one o'clock on CBS, yeah. but with Washington's at one o'clock on Fox. So we'll go through the NFL schedule real quick. Thursday night, NFL Network Carolina is at Houston. That could be an interesting one. Houston's going to be out with Sarah Taylor. Like Davis Mills is going to get the start for yeah.
0: the Texans. So, yeah, Panthers have to win this game. Mm-hmm.
2: Panthers win this game. I'm going to start to think more about. Looking at them more because after that they got to go to Dallas and they got the Eagles and when they go to Dallas that's going to be a tough defensive game or game that defense is going to step up in, yeah for sure in that one. Um, go to Sunday, Cle- Chicago is at Cleveland again. Mm-hmm. Nagy's going to run special packages with his two quarterbacks. It's stupid. Um, yeah, Cleveland's guy look better because they have not looked good so far. Um, Baltimore is at Detroit. Detroit needs the win, and I don't know if they're going to mm. get it against this Baltimore team. No,
0: they—that's a tough opening slate for the mm-hmm. Lions, 49ers, Packers, Ravens. That's cruel. Yeah,
2: and then, they, and then after that, they have two division games going to the Bears and going to the Vikings. So, yeah, don't get much easier for the Lions start of the year. Right. Um, Chargers are at the Chiefs. That could be a fun one. See if Justin Herbert can. Get something going. He's kind of in sluggish early, but interesting to see what he can do against Kansas City. If Kansas City can rebound after the loss to the Ravens, Mm -hmm. Uh, New Orleans is at New England. Got to see if those players will be back for New Orleans, Um, and Mac Jones got to go up against a uh, pretty good New Orleans defense, though. So see what they can get going. Um, Falcons are at the Giants. These two teams Mm -hmm. that are struggling. and this game's gonna be ugly yeah someone's gotta find something to get going in that one um cincinnati is at pittsburgh old school rivalry game these two teams hate each other uh joe yeah. burrow looking to shake off last week's game he's still a good they're down 20 to 3 and almost let it come back in that one so
0: yeah still Bengals need this game
2: need this one for sure uh cardinals at the jags oh boy the cards might drop 50 on the jags this week
0: yeah chandler jones yeah.
2: might have and chandler Jones, jj mm. watt might decide to have a field day trevor lawrence might die
0: yeah
2: cotton urban just urban just go to pasadena please you
0: think happening. the titans offensive line's bad i show you Jacksonville.
2: yeah um the four o'clock game start off with the Jets at Denver. Man, Denver got an easy schedule, I think, at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, they got the Giants, Jags, and Jets. Next week, they got the Ravens. So, <laughs> hey, man, Broncos are just padding them stats, man. Padding They're in them.
0: for a rude awakening next week. But they need these wins to stack them up. They can't lose these
2: games. Mm-hmm, absolutely, because in that division, you cannot lose those. No. Uh, Dolphins are at the Raiders. Got to see if – uh. We'll be back for that one. I don't think it's his X-rays were negative. Yeah, so he's now quite. He's just questionable right now. So, but I see Derek Carr gonna have another great day offensively Yes, the Miami mm-hmm. team. Uh, Four twenty-five. The Bucks are at the Rams.
0: Oh, this is this should be prime time.
2: I know. This I've, should
0: have the whole spotlight on it, and now we're just gonna get Joe Buck. Great. <laughs>
2: Plot twist Joe Buck is doing that Falcons Giants game. What? <laughs> <laughs> good we can shove him off somewhere and
0: <laughs> please.
2: God. Um and then the Seahawks are at the Vikings. Um uh, that should be a fun one offensively, offensive shootout possibly there. Yeah. That uh, this is
0: big because Seahawks need to rebound and the Vikings are just looking for a win after mm-hmm. they've played two games that they very well could have won.
2: Yep. And your primetime game, Packers at the 49ers. It's interesting to see if 49 can do because their first game, they started off hot and then all, their defense struggled and last week their offense yep. struggled. So interesting to see what they do now and if Aaron Rodgers can keep up that consistency and Aaron Jones as well. And Monday night mm-hmm. football, all as your classic NFC East matchup. This is where Joe Buck would be. Joe Buck is livid he's not this game, but it's the eagles and the cowboys on monday night football um i think the cowboys are going to roll in this one because the eagles haven't looked good to me Mm. they look good against the falcons but the falcons are the falcons so right so that is nfl week three some interesting matchups there and we're going to conclude of course how we usually do with our best plays of the week and um Waffle, let's start off with you. You got to see Emerald take on, I believe, Broom it was this
0: week. Yep. Yep, it was Emerald High School versus Broom High School here in South Carolina, Class 3A showdown in Greenwood. Um, and I saw – I've got three. Um, three ones that really stood out to me. One for Emerald and two for Broom. I'll start off by saying Emerald won the game 41-28. to 28. It was a very good game. Uh, the best Emeralds offenses looked in the three years that I've been watching them. Uh, nice. So many so many rushing yards. I don't know exact stats, but they they ran the ball so well. Um, the first one I want to talk about is uh, – Richard, I sent them to you. So it should be the, the third one I want to follow along. Yeah. First one I'm going to watch here is Robbie Harrison from Emerald, who is their best recruit. I think he's a three-star recruit according to 247. Um, he's got offers from places like Georgia, Arizona State. Uh, he's got a lot of D one offers, and I mean, he just takes this kid one <laughs> arm, strong arm tackles this man. Uh, from where I was sitting, it obviously looks like a face mask, but it's not. Yeah. He did grab his jersey um, and just slung him around one arm like he's a freaking rag doll. So I mean, just grown man strength. Uh, shout out to Robbie Harris. So be excited to find out where he's going to be going to play his college ball. Yeah. Um, and then we will go to uh broom's third touchdown of the game so rich is the one right above that mm-hmm. and this one is at the end of the third quarter it's kind of turned into a shootout um they are oh, <laughs> yeah they are um kind of back and forth emerald still holding the lead uh but broom yeah they get their broom's skill players are massive Mm -hmm. broom has this running back here that you'll see who is just a stout kid they got another kid that's a wide receiver that looks like he's at least 240 pounds like they're just stout and this kid um as broom lines up here they're gonna run uh snap it in the pistol it's gonna fake roll out he slings it in the flat running back has got it and i mean stiff arm into the freaking (laughs) dirt puts him through the turf to get into the end zone. the poor kid from emerald man um And the last one that I want to show you is it's not great because the cameraman really, really screws it up. But you can tell this is Dylan Ramirez. Yeah, the quarterback from Broom, Dylan Ramirez, big kid. And this guy could zing the ball. Mm -hmm. He made so many good throws, just Broom couldn't catch COVID if they tried. (laughs) Uh, But this is just a massive dime, dude. And Dylan is going to sit here and he's going to take the snap and he just fires it a little, a little fade action uh, to a the dime. end zone. You can't see it, but you can tell that it's a dime, man. It doesn't completely follow it, but I mean, it's such a good throw. I was so impressed with him um, in Broom getting a loss. Like he was, he can sling that ball, man. If he had any bit of help at the wide receiver position, that offense is nasty.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one, good win for the Vikings and it was a crazy game down in South Carolina. Mine comes from a game up in Tennessee just down the road from where I am, Jefferson County. Jefferson County last year went 0-10, and um, they moved up. They reclassified. Tennessee goes up to 6A, by the way, uh, if you don't know that. Now, the schools are about the same size, South Carolina schools, but they go up to 6A. They reclassified to 6A. So then Morristown East, Morristown is the next town over. Um, they have two high schools, Morestown East, Morristown West. This is Morristown East who coming in, they 0-4, and they ended up losing this game. And so it's oh 0- they're 0-5 now. Um, just counting out three and two, which is good to see after a year. But Trevor Malone makes this pick off of Isaiah Hall, one of the best quarterbacks in the state of Tennessee. He's only a sophomore. Unreal pick. I sent it to you if you want to see it. Just unreal pick gets in front of the defender, of the receiver. Catches it and actually is the all time career record leader for interceptions at Morristown East High School. So, this is a great job by him. It's one of the craziest interceptions I've ever seen live. Uh, just a great play by him, Two. And that kind of kept Morristown East in the game. Jefferson County ended up winning this game 28 to 12 and it was a defensive slug out until the second half when both teams just. Could not stop scoring. Both teams were scoring yeah. like crazy in the second half. So, But yeah, crazy play. Jefferson County's got an interesting field if you've never been there. Only mm-hmm. one side of bleachers, and it was a huge video board. And the other side's just like woods and the cow pasture way off of this. And you can see the cows <laughs> from the field. It's mm-hmm. so weird looking. but
0: Yeah, that's crazy.
2: Yeah. So just a fun little hidden gem in Tennessee for a football. Oh, yeah. A little waffle. We're recording the light, and the sun is still out. I'm very surprised because we've talked a lot. <laughs> still, yes, <laughs> we keep saying we're going to make these shorter, and we have not succeeded yet. So,
0: no, we we keep failing at at that aspect. But,
2: <laughs> but y'all came to be enjoying that. Um, y'all enjoy our pain too, because the clip of waffles rant. Sorry, watching South Carolina is uh been very popular on YouTube. We're probably going to post the one of him talking about the Titans this week. <laughs> Uh, yeah <laughs> see that so um oh, man. yeah but uh this week uh some things to plug i have a podcast that came out yesterday if you're listening to this on a thursday mossy creek conversations with carson Newman. i got to talked to zach witherspoon who is the assistant strength and conditioning coordinator for the los angeles rams he actually played football at carson newman also was a strength coach at new mexico state back in mexico state at pascal siakam in basketball and also um they went to one their first bowl game in 58 years a few years ago in the arizona bowl um so got to talk with him he also looks just like sean mcvay which is hilarious we talked about that a little bit <laughs> and how um that kind of came about and how he went viral in his first ever game as preseason game about looking like sean mcvay so kind of funny on that and then of course on saturday back on the air to eagle sports network calling two soccer games starting at five o'clock as Catawba College takes on Carson Newman. The men's game will play first, actually. They play at five. Women play it right after. Uh, the men's game uh, should be a pretty good one. Catawba is 4-0-2. They've had two straight draws. And the women's game will be a fun one. As Catawba women are top of the South Atlantic Conference right now. Carson Newman is tied for the lead as well because they have two, both have two conference victories. So it should be a fun time on Eagle Sports Network. So I know you got college football on, but watch some other college football. On Saturday as well. Waffle, what you got to plug?
0: Yeah. Oh, this week, not a whole lot. I got uh, some Wednesday night. Well, this past Wednesday, I guess, if this is not going to come out until Thursday. But um, I'll be doing volleyball at at Lander. Um, They'll be uh, playing USC Aiken. Um, And then Friday night, I'll be at Emerald. They're playing Daniel. Uh, Daniel, one of the better teams in the state. So excited to watch them play but I'll be over there and then I'll be watching college. I'll be working Saturday morning and watching college football and, uh, watching the NFL on Sunday. And that's about it.
2: Oh, also on Sunday, by the way, for any listeners down in Alabama, I'm going back and filming some new South pro wrestling this Sunday in Huntsville, Alabama, uh, that top shelf, nice. uh, going to be a fun, a fun night there. Um, good to see the boys there and girls there for new South. Of course, because then we got the sponsor of that one match for Combat Fight Unlimited this past weekend, which comic can it end up winning. So that's that's the luck for Beard Broadcaster Productions. That's just the good luck yeah. you bring. You will win everything and succeed in life and everything you do if you listen to this podcast.
0: Dang right. Yep, exactly. Look at our teams. <laughs> <laughs> they don't listen to the podcast apparently. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah all of our teams are either two and one or one and one so they listen Man. sometimes i guess so <laughs> we just gonna we just gotta get them to listen that's it's gonna solve all exactly. our problems exactly. until Bat carolina, randy's gonna, until carolina and clemson play each other and then well
2: they tie at 76 that's just it just <laughs> ends 10 overtimes later all the two-point shootouts they just end and <laughs> ascent to heaven
0: <laughs> they play how many overtimes would it be if South Carolina Clemson played to a zero-zero tie and then tied in both first two overtimes, and the final score was seventy. Uh, well, I don't know. It's, it's got to be correct math. I no, guess right, seventy-six to seventy-four, um, and it was all two-point conversions.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh are they scoring in the first time. So you uh, you you have
0: thirty-six overtimes, pretty much, because two points yeah. are, two points overtime. <laughs> thirty-six to thirty-seven overtimes. Yes, yeah, that's little, how it's gonna go.
2: Yep, yeah, absolutely. Great. This and we'll time. finish
0: at four o'clock in the morning.
2: <laughs> all right. There we go. So yeah, that's all we got for you. Um again, we tried to make it shorter. <laughs> uh it didn't uh, work. We but, tried. Um, yeah. So but thank y'all for listening, tuning in, supporting my boys. Um and we hope y'all have a great week of college football NFL, wherever else you tune into. See y'all later. You've been listening to Breakfast Time with Waffle and Richard. Logos designed by Jen Perry. You can follow Richard on Twitter at, at RicardoNose or on Instagram at RMM1996. Catch up with Waffle at, at Waffdog on Twitter. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time on this Bearded Broadcaster production.